Here's some inside information from Betty Crocker. It's the most exciting thing you can do with the inside of a cake. Introducing the Betty Crocker Bacon Fill. And welcome back to WTF and Blind Deal. I'm Spicy Ryan, and just like a Betty Crocker double pill bake pan, I know my... I know my way around unscrewing the double bottom to insert my favorite filling with... The Fox Danger with a less convoluted intro. I don't know. I didn't practice it. See that. And today, we are going to be talking about the TOAU interview from We Are Von Adil, starring all of your favorite information you didn't know about, including how to replace a headpiece, because everyone uses a headpiece, by making a more desirable headpiece and causing a new problem to replace the old problem. The space at the start of paragraph two is still bothering me. And it's not because there is a space at the start here and it has just been bothering Fox the whole time. Yeah, you can't unsee it. Feel free to, to click the link I'm sure he's going to provide in our description. Let me find this space here so I can be on the same page. Here's the second paragraph. It's, just, it's right there, man. Second paragraph. The topic of this episode is Church's Vodger Gone. I'll send you a screenshot. <laughs> just, this is like, there's, there's the double space to start every paragraph here, but that is not occurring. This is the content you guys came here for. Oh, I was looking at the soccer field part. Oh, the We Discuss Vana Deal has the double space? Oh, oh the topic. Oh, I, I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. Yes. Yes, they are the double space. Okay, sure. There, now that's for you. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to talk about this interview. It's, uh, it's going to be about hats. <laughs> So TOAU came out seemingly at a time when the game had gone through its uh, here and there, and the things that were impacting me this time that they made comments on were basically like stuff like, uh, the industry was evolving at this time, and we wanted to make the game more beautiful, uh, or as beautiful as we could. So I guess this was firmly in the everything-must-have-better-graphics early to mid-2000s attitudes of people. I mean, they've seen the shades of gray that is, like, outer gone, right? Undergone, I thought, looked... Well, yes, the, the, the city has lots of gray, but outside it doesn't. That's true. Second true. It's just weird that that's their statement, but, like, the, the crowning feature is the actual place where everyone hung out for years. It was the best city. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of detail in, in the work here, too. Like, I'm just making... I'm just making fun at it, but, like... In fact, I actually like the way it's laid out. Um, so whenever I play, like, sandboxy games, I actually try to to do this when I get from the desert areas. So it's actually it's just really interesting how the architecture's laid out. I really well, the city itself was laid out well. Yeah. I mean, it was a little annoying the first time you got there, right? Because then you had to like wander through the city and you didn't know how to get to the fucking main stretch, but you had and to that, go that, upstairs and go downstairs. The yeah. the entrances and stuff were hidden or whatever the fuck, you know, underneath the stairs you didn't know they were there. Yeah. Yeah. Or you didn't understand why when you went to Alzabi your pet came out if you happened to be a brand new puppet master. That that was me, by the way. Yeah. I thought the game was bugged. I'm like, oh, my pet, it came out in town. It must be bugged. <laughs> nope, it wasn't bugged. I suppose they did have quite a bit of success because they, from like the, the, like the, the gray and, and like white hallways that were like anything built by, uh, what you call it? You know what I'm talking about, where like you go up to Sky and like everything is white. Oh, yeah, the, the crag sort yeah. of hallways, whatever the. Yeah, those those are very uh, monochromatic. I don't know why the name of the people escaped me. The Kulus or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Not to be confused with Cthulhu. Yeah, they don't have any of that at all. Like, like, uh, Oswaldo Sea Ruins looked really good. It did. That was one of the best ones, especially the uh, the whole effect on the walls and stuff with the like the, like the oil sort of sheen they had there, and the 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 mantas and stuff that would go against the glass or whatever the hell. Yeah, oh, that was a very dark sound, but it was one of the best sounds next to the subterranean. Subterranean looks great too. I mean, it's not as cool as like walking over thin air. It's just the the problem. Uh, that's glowy that, like, feet. All too. The ground effect is really cool. Yeah, glowy feet. Glowy feet. Well, that part's like really cool. Like it's surrounded by ugliness. <laughs> Kind of defeats itself. It's not as ugly as Esha, all gray. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's almost on par. Right? Well, there's some green and some grass and some water and some that kind of stuff all in all in sky. There's there's color, kinda. There's a crystal. I just in blue. I, I just pointed out because like if it's specifically like their 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 mission starting out with this with this expansion, like are they really nailing it or or what? And I mean, I guess they kind of are. I just wanted a conversation for like whether or not they like nailed it a lot or just a little bit. I think they nailed it with this because they comment specifically on the sky, and you can see they're purposely including screenshots that had the sky because they like made the sky look better. That's true. It does. I think it's just my graphic setting that always makes the sky look bad. Like there's always like this weird texture in the sky that makes it look like it's on top of um, like some, some old Velcro, or some shit. I don't know what that's. I don't know what the setting is. Hopefully that dog's are coming through my microphone. What about a dog to your microphone? Oh, no, I got a dog barking in the background. Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't hear it. I thought I thought you said there was, like, a dog coming through your microphone. <laughs> I wasn't sure what was going on. Accurate. I guess there was only one way you could really... I, all yeah, I know is you have um, hazelnut coffee right now, and that was already a thing pre-show. Yeah, it was great. Freshly milked hazelnut. It just it's got a couple of hazelnuts and like a cow with others just yeah i grabbed it right by the teat and milked it you don't even know man that's the only acceptable way to get hazelnut especially the french kind it's true so they said here that once cop was released most of the map related work for the uh, area promathi had already been done and that they had a director at that time and from that moment on they kind of thought about what new maps would be in the next expansion so before they even finished cop they're like hey you know what would be great? If we start designing all these maps for a new expansion before we're done with this one. You mean like put thought into what could possibly come out afterwards? No way. It's kind of like when you're you're like making dinner or something and you're not even done with it. You're like, you know what I'm going to make tomorrow night? I'm going to make that instead. Let's think about that. It's going to go so good with this somehow. No, I mean, keeping like the ideas that you come up with while you create something is, is definitely important. Like Especially if you plan on expanding on it, that's for sure. Yeah. That way at least like something flows together. What was interesting about TOAU as well is it was kind of like the prototype for Adelin in terms of how the city had things happen and change. NPCs would come and go or be captured. The city had a defense level. Uh, it impacted things that went on there, but it wasn't as integral to how Adelin was changed or how the environment changes in Adelin, but it was kind of like the prototype for it. Okay. At least what I thought of it, because besieged in Elzabi and losing NPCs and stuff was like the first time that things actually changed on the map outside of like what? Uh, when someone takes over a conquest region and you can't buy the, the NPC goods. I mean, that's about... Not much changes. Even then, it's just a dialogue swap. Yeah. Yeah. I can't sell right now. But at least here, like, you you would lose the Chocobo NPC and you just, they'd be gone after Besieged. Couldn't you lose some of the crafting NPCs, too? Yeah, you would lose a bunch of different NPCs. Sometimes you wouldn't be able to use the auction house because they capture that guy or the warp target gets captured. Or even worse, when you lose, you can't use the... uh 
the portal that everyone used to go to every camp, the runic portal. Oh, yeah, it's, it's deemed unsafe. Yeah, well, no, they um, stole the astral condescence, so he just does that, has no power. Yeah. So that was like that was a huge deal back in the day. Like even some ways, that's more uh, advanced than even Adolin has because those are like huge events that change the world. The equivalent would be like if none of the waypoint stations worked in Adolin ever again until you did something. But theoretically, because that can happen, it's programmed in. It just never does happen. You might lose one in a zone somewhere, but really, it's just like they're always up in Adolin. Yeah. But dude, not being able to go to your camp and having no HP warps and stuff. Oh man, that was. That was brutal. Everyone would be clamoring. I sure hope they get the Condescence back. Sometimes it'd be over a week of no Condescence and people would have to take the boat to go fight imps. Oh, it was... Oh, yeah, I never did that. I did that. What are you going to do when it's over a week I, of no I Condescence? You just logged out of the game. <laughs> I, or I went and did other things, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess I could see it. Yeah. I think I went on some of those missions where, like, to go get it back, but, like, I don't really remember, man. I'm pretty sure I did, though. I remember, like, just teaming up with random people and, and going and fighting things near the mirrors. So, like, that could be a thing. Like, I'm pretty sure I did that. But I don't have great memories of it. Well, the mirrors were to give you Imperial Standing and then raise the defense of the city. And when your defense is higher, you have more slash better NPCs in Besiege. I thought uh, to get it back, it was also nearby. And, like, you had to go through those, you had to go to those strongholds to, uh, to the throne room of the Beastman King in TOAU that had it captured, and you had to do a BCNM for the Condescence, especially, uh, just specifically for uh, the... Yeah. I'm pretty sure I never bothered to do that then. I never did it because it was like, I wasn't a pro player when that stuff was actually happening. I was, I just never did it. <laughs> Dude, I didn't do that shit. That was for somebody else. But uh, Mizuki Ito here, who was their battle planner, who did Besiege, Assault, Salvage, whatever. Um, and he was the fifth director for a while of the game, up until ROV. I think we mentioned him the last time, the COP thing. He had said here that he wanted to just make a soccer field for the game and with this expansion. And it just never happened, he said. I don't know why they wanted a soccer field. What, we, could, we could square off in the greatest game of soccer ever imagined. Could you imagine... Uh, the menu-based soccer that we would have gotten. The menu-based soccer. It says the mysterious soccer field proposed by Mr. Ito. We'd probably end up like Blitzball from Final Fantasy X. Oof. Bum, 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 bum. The music for Blitzball is in my head whenever at all. It's just, I can't even mimic the, the sounds of Blitzball. Honey, could you do the Blitzball like, thing? What? I'm trying to think about what they had around the time and what they would have based it on. Right? The, the Blitzball sound, the theme. The, the music for it. The heavy metal? Opening? No, not for the, the 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 cinematic part. The actual playing Blitzball is Final Fantasy. You don't, you don't know? Okay. Oh, the Jack theme she's talking head. about. Yeah. Does Fox know? Does uh, I don't know if, if Fox could sing that theme. No, no, you. no not you that one. Is he doing the heavy? Another world awaits you. I remember the song. The song was like I very much enjoyed the intro to that. Okay, so oh, I was man. talking the the stupid. Normal music like dun 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 dun, bum bum, bum bum bum, and it's like this really weird, somewhat like oh, jazzy it has pop. Like, it has like sounds and it has like it. the weird sounds like ee, ee, ee. it's like the, the blitzball sound. The, the Can fucking. You at least put that in the background when you're discussing this portion of the video. Yes, I will put the blitzball in the background. Look at that production effort. I will go find it. And I will all put... coming together live. Yep, here we Can go. You also put the heavy metal version. <laughs> start to it. That'll just be the cold open, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just get the riff to it and just put my singing over the top. Oh, oh yes, that's exactly what we need. 
So Ito worked on the maps up to COP, da, 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 and he was telling Mr. Ogawa, who's another person who was one of the directors at one point, uh, please make a soccer field, end quote, although the soccer field never ended up being used. And they asked him, the interviewer asked, how did you envision this soccer field being used in the game? And Mr. Ito here says, I asked for it because I thought it would be nice to have a place where we could feature PvP competitive matches. To be more specific, we were creating content that would have allowed players to play soccer-like games using spheroids, but ended up <laughs> but ended up getting shelved. I believe the rules were something like you'd score points by altering the spheroid path and guiding it into the goal. That sounds horrible. Can you imagine how bad the spheroid yeah, would be? That sounds that sounds boring as fuck. That's like soccer with more steps. It's like it sounds like an escort or, quest. Sorry, football. An, an escort quest football PvP. Like that stupid Ken or whatever his name was in Bastaki, the walk into the Wadi was like the worst goddamn thing. Or the Quasimal from the COP82. Oh, man. No, I think, they, that. I think they made the right call when they benched that. Yeah. <laughs> I think they, they know what they're doing. Bench this dead content. Anyway, does that area still exist within the game? And Fujita says it can be accessed by using a debug command. We used it once before at a community event. The soccer. Soccer field? The soccer field, yeah. The soccer field, man. It's it's big deal. <laughs> oh boy, I can't wait for the battlefield they put this in. Uh, I hope it has the Blitzball the theme. <laughs> oh my. What, what was the title they were? They, like, I don't remember what the title was going to be they're saying, but they said they were just working on various things. It's interesting how this all came together because TOAU had some of the best content that they had made. In my opinion, like Assault, Nizel, Salvage, all those things were unique and and different and felt very impactful and 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 purposeful and, and just for creative content it wasn't like a bunch of overlap like uh, you can compare i mean not that i would ever say campaign is just a better form of garrison but i mean you could see there's at least some similarities between content like that and that but the, all these things of content were all very unique and interesting well campaign is definitely a better form of the siege so Yes, well, Besiege was too big. The game couldn't handle it, in my opinion. All the people and assets and la it just wasn't meant for that. I don't know. Um, I'm, I have always been a huge fan of Nizel. And uh, I'm one of those people, like just like with Sortie, um, like, I really like Salvage. I could have done that over and over again, even though everyone seems to hate it. It's like, oh, I spent all my time in Salvage. No, Salvage was great. I had a lot of fun there. Um, a lot of people didn't, though, so, you know, I don't speak for the majority. Sure. I always thought Nizel was nice. I mean, it's a weird environment to be in, in terms of the looks and everything, and the, and the walls and the pathing, but somehow it just ends up being good. I don't know how. It's just exciting. Different mobs, different objectives. It's kind of, it's a better form of Odyssey. <laughs> I feel like Salvage is the better form of Sortie. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. But you you do more in Salvage. <laughs> but I'm talking, like, for objective-based floors, that Nizel is a better form of, like, Shoal A, B, or C, kind of. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. That's what I was. So they um, really quick floors. Like your progress is just basically how good you are at it, or I guess how much you can cheat your balls off depends. Like <laughs> go from there. We call it the Felgar approach. Sure. Cheat your balls off. So the Mr. Ogawa here was asked how they sort of the concept for TOAU, and he said he wanted to make it the Far East, but he wanted to make it like a Japanese-style painting. What? So they so wait. Well, if you look at the, the cover art for, for the Mongol, it's supposed to be. Yeah, if you look at the cover art for TOAU, it has that really 
Japanese style artistic box. And I guess that is also part of the concept of trying to make everything like a Japanese style painting, which I, I don't have enough verse, uh, like, I'm not really well versed in Japanese paintings to say like, oh, this is a Japanese painting, or what characteristics make it that way. But it looks Japanese to me, I guess. I don't know. Could be Korean. Well, I, I have no idea. Mine are like those, like red, white, and gold like paintings with like the flat people on them. Flat people. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not like the two D people that aren't um, aren't given dimension. Yeah, like it's where you're clearly trying to draw a person, but it's not done in three D. Yeah, it's like you can you can add like three D shading and stuff to people, and they look three D. But from that point on, they decided they work on the concept of the bejeweled isle and took things in the direction of a content, uh, continent that had a festival-like atmosphere where players could simply enjoy themselves. Is that the Kokba hostel, I guess? I guess that's the idea behind that, is a place they enjoy themselves in a festive theme. Yes, so. It says, additionally, there were no plans to increase the level cap at this time, and Juno was saturated with high-level adventures, which it was. Uh, so we figured this new area would be a place for 75 players to congregate. And boy, did they. That was, yeah, everyone was in TOA. Yeah, because yeah, all the high-level content was there, and there was no reason to go to Juno because you just stepped out the door to relevant content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You but, stepped out the door, took a quick warp. Until they put it. Legion outside Juno, Fox. Ooh. ooh, ooh. It's kind of whatever. Meeble Burrows. Like, ooh. Ooh. It's all level stuff. Yeah. I guess not Meeble Burrows. Maple Burrows was 99, non-eye level. Oh. So was a Legion. Well, I know Legion was, I just didn't remember Burrows. Burrows was cool. Probably wasn't playing around that time. Burrows was very enjoyable uh, for, like, single-party content. Much better than Mop and Maze Mongers. Imagine making an event with a thousand fucking items. A thousand. It's terrible. There's a thousand runes. Well, I mean, actually, like, once you make, like, a certain amount, I'm sure you can just, like, proceed to generate them. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's, it's kind of dumb how they all change the way it is. I mean, is it cool to build your own maze as a concept? Yeah, that's cool. When you have a thousand items in Final Fantasy, though, do you know how bad it is to have a thousand items? <laughs> that was a bad one. You can just do it the one way so we get a revitalizer item? Yeah. yeah we, pick, we pick one of those 1,000 mazes nowadays? Yeah, that's the one. It's amazing what it's evolved into. Nearly going. The plan was to have assault and besiege as their two main pillars. Yeah, and like they were people, pretty much just did those things. That's that's to you. They were very accessible because like assault was much harder. I mean, assault, um, salvage was much harder than doing assault or besieged. Yeah, but you were constantly doing assault so you could do salvage. So like I always did have to farm the armor. I mean, the armor wasn't as good as salvage stuff, but in terms of how easy it was to obtain, for how good it was compared to other stuff in the game. Like, getting salvage gear was the best gear, pretty much, around the board, generally. But the salvage stuff was so much more obtainable that, you know, I mean, those Yidget feet were awesome. There were a lot of people, when it came to the salvage gear, like, a lot of people were always really complaining about how expensive it was um, when when it came out or whatever. But that was really just due to the uh, the OA mounts, and that was only the um, the body. Like the other pieces actually weren't that expensive, so like Correct. people always complained about it and used that as a reason not to do salvage. It's like, well, then get everything but the body. My issue know. was just not having the pieces. If I had the pieces, I could grind whatever gill I really needed. It's just getting the pieces was difficult. Yeah, that was my problem. I never completed anything because I never got my pieces to drop. What? At the time, I cared about summoner and white mage, so I was trying to uh, to get the uh, what you call it, uh, 
What was really great, though, is that when Salvage 2 came out, I finally got to experience that and got to go get those pieces that were no longer relevant but became relevant to make the newer pieces of 99 gear that you needed the 15, 25, 35, and then the new 45 for. Like, since I never really... I did Salvage at 75. It was cool. I just didn't get enough pieces to make stuff I wanted. But when Salvage 2 came out, which was basically the same thing reworked and you didn't have to use all the items, you just had key items automatically unlock you, which is much better. And it was something you could low man as opposed to needing a whole party or more that people typically went into salvage with. I finally got to experience like those zones and getting that gear. And I finally did unlock different pieces of gear and it felt really nice to actually work in that over time. But you just couldn't do that at 75 for the original salvage. I don't know. I never did salvage 2. Because I, I wasn't playing at that time. I did it a lot. Salvage 2 was so... There was 99 was so weird because it was so brief comparatively compared to 75 or 119. Uh, or just anything above 99, technically, I guess you would call it. But it had a really good repertoire of, of 99 content that was just repurposed all content. Like Salvage 2, Meeble Burrows, Legion, that kind of stuff. So it was an interesting time that I think most players haven't experienced to how brief it was. At least most mm-hmm. players that are still around. Yeah, it was like that 2012 uh, I, era. I don't really feel like I missed anything. <laughs> like with it being so brief and how quickly it was overshadowed by uh, dueling gear, like there's no, I, I just don't care. <laughs> it was fun to do the salvage too, though. So at least I, uh, you can take my word for it, I sure. guess. Oh, I bet it. I bet it was fun. There's like as far as like playing the game to get some rewards or whatever, because that's what the majority of the people do. Um, I don't really feel like I missed anything from that. Like. It, doing I guess salvage yeah. was great, and I would have, yeah, I would have really liked to do that content for sure. I just didn't even know it existed, so yeah, I just, I just wasn't playing. But I probably would have been doing that all the time, yeah, getting the plans or whatever. Great gear. Oh, there's a lot of stuff they talk about in this interview, but like, it just doesn't really talk about the experience that I had when it came to this this content. Like, I did the kings. Oh, I did wasn't doing the kings. I was doing assaults. And like when I was doing this, when I wasn't doing the assaults, um, I actually Party. didn't do that much in Heriar. I didn't much either, but um, I, I remember trying to join different link shells for it, and just we would just lose. <laughs> they had to, you'd have the whole wave that you summon or burn with astral burn to clear one wave, and it just felt like an event that people kind of struggled to ever clear. Yeah, yeah, we um, we focused mostly on, on uh, like the salvage portion of everything. Yeah, I think I got the most mileage out of Z and M's. Oh, no, we all hated that at the time. Oh, I, I hated the picture part, but I loved the rewards get, and how obtainable they were compared to other gear. Uh, we didn't really give too much of a shit about that. Dude, you know how big well, of a deal it was okay, to get Enki Dude's leggings? Agree. I mean, those oh, having, yeah, having some haste feet on Pup or something that didn't even exist before, so, it was crazy. I say that, but like, we did fight some of the things. Like, we just didn't put like, a heavy emphasis on it. A lot of it was stuff that we just did solo. Um... Like, that's why I've talked about the podcast before. Like, I did my arm gear solo on Corsair. It took, like, six hours. I used yeah. to do that a couple times. That was a very profitable run because of the time it took to get it done. And I could charge people, like, basically whatever. Um, but that one particularly stands out to me. Like, I didn't really care about a lot of the content if it didn't, like, directly benefit me at that time. So it was pretty much just that one because that one I didn't have to split with anybody else <laughs> and it was super easy to farm. Like you just get out on Corsair and you just abuse blink kiting um with quick draw. That's and what I yeah, would do. It's, it's basically it. Yeah. In fact I still use that because I don't use J Zero or anything. Like I still do blink stuff 
on like Beastmaster and content, like up to like the V25s and stuff, so I can get in and out. Um, I'll actually remove my lock style so I can just blink. That's all you really have to do. But yeah, it all started like back then with like the crazy Corsair solos that came out. And I, I wish I could say that I was like the one who pioneered. I was even among the people who pioneered that. But I remember watching somebody's video and going, this is awesome. I'm going to do this too. You may so not have pioneered it, but you certainly did it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So like that, that's, that's kind of my experience with it is I just kind of like in-game profited off of whatever I could because everyone had like a fast grab to try to get the coolest stuff. and. I don't know. At that by that point, my group was like down to like an operating like eight members that just knew exactly what they were doing and exactly what they needed to do to kill whatever content. So like we just kind of we just kind of like minimized things and just included each other when it was necessary. Sort of deal. So I joined in two thousand six with TOAU, but it's shut up, fucking wife's over there smirking and and, and jeering at me. Uh, so. It has a comment here from Fujito that at the time when COP's story finished in July 2005, it says there was a feeling the game had stagnated a bit and that they were eager for something new like TOAU. So they says it's their attempt to rectify the situation, but I mean, I can't comment to that period, Fox, can you? Yeah, it was super stagnant. Like, basically, you did Sky, and when you weren't doing Sky, you did C. But if you weren't doing either of those two things, like, I guess, like, maybe a window was open for Grand Kings, and, like, that was it. So like, you did three things. And, like, honestly, most people didn't even do all three of those things. Like, some people just showed up and just never got claim on Ground Kings or whatever, which made sense because it required bots and all the stupid drama, right? But, like, they didn't require them, but it helped out quite a bit. It was, you had a huge advantage. So, basically... But, um, yeah, it was like do C. Like basically it all transitioned to C and then once you got your neck, like that was basically anything anyone cared about except for like bashing your head against uh absolute virtue. But like most of the time people didn't even care about that. They just popped order of love and just like left him standing there to depop. So basically why Horizon sucks is because it doesn't have past that era. So when you have nothing but sky and sea and everyone's fighting for it, I can imagine that not being fun because I've watched that plenty and it is really not fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Fight, fighting for C really wasn't that bad. But fighting like, for Sky sucks. is. It, yeah, sure. Yeah, fighting for Sky was awful. But like we, yeah, they're, they're I can explain some things about that. But like, um, as far as like C was concerned, I think it was like Extragoon that caused us the most trouble as far as like other people claiming shit. Yeah, I, I think it was Extragoon. It might be Ex Monk. I don't remember. But like it was one of those, it was one of those spawns that was really annoying, and that we had to like camp against people for, and it was like over a series of different rooms, and that one was just always a huge pain in the ass, and someone would get lost because they were dumb. Yeah, it was, it was a whole thing. But that was when we had a larger operation, and there we had like a, an LS, sort of like an LS. Um, as far as Sky was concerned, most of our dudes could solo almost everything, so like we could spread out and be everywhere at once. So it really wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, I've seen um, Garrett, but it was off Faust, yeah. whatever, with fifty people all around, and it is just or Despot with fifty yep. people around. It is just a miserable. I would just fucking break my neck. It's horrible. So that wasn't really the experience. So like the way that Faust was fought, I don't know if it's still fought on whatever server you're. You kited around the portal. Yeah, you kited around the portal. Right. But but Despot being the worst to try and get Claim on because you're going to keep killing the statues and hoping it pops. But when there's so many people buzzing around, it's just a miserable. Yeah, but I mean, as far as like claiming it, it was basically the first alliance that was ready. You'd always have like like two or three thieves lined up in the hallway, 
and you'd know which alliance was ready because you'd see them popping their powder boots. Or not thieves, it'd be red mages. Powder sure. boots. We did it with red mages. Yeah, like basically when my group went there, we went as a red mage and a black mage. I was usually the red mage, and I kited Faust around in a circle while the black mage nuked him. And that was that was how that fight went. Yeah, or you just bio um, around in circles for a million hours. Yeah, I think the only one that we needed a lot of people for was uh, Mother Globe. Yeah, because of the end. Yeah, that one was that one was annoying. We just basically brought more black mages until it died. Um, but yeah, that that was basically it. And then I guess if you weren't doing that content, you also did Dynamis, but Dynamis had such a long lockout that you couldn't really like coordinate groups to go on there on a consistent schedule. It was just kind of like a once a week sort of thing. I, I you know. Usually- what was good about that is is how TOAU blended into COP. So as a new player at 2006, I was the black mage nuking Mother Globe and stuff because that gear was still all very relevant and you had people doing yeah. that content. So it kind of rolled them around back and forth. Yeah, yeah, because you still wanted to get your uh, your A-hands, the, uh, the Aquarius Abjuration, the Xenophytes, that's what it was. Yeah, Dalmatica, Biakos Pants, uh, even just some basic weapons. Well, you weren't getting Dalmat- Dalmatica. From Sky, you're getting Dalmatica from uh, yeah, from Kings. Uh, what you call it? Sorry, yeah. no, it is what it is, but like, yeah, they would go up there and do that. And then, like, some or no, no, some black mages actually wanted like the pants and the feet too, because like, depending on what race you were, you had to like activate your sorcerer's ring, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the head was wasn't the worst part. piece either, but it was, it was kind of silly, yeah, but yeah, it was just all that stuff. And there's just a lot of people doing it, that's for sure. Like, there were some days that Pacno was overcapped, and that was the thing. But, like, as far as TAU is concerned, it did add, like, a really... It was, like, a horizontal depth of things you could do. And what they were smart about is they allowed you to have, like, different timers that you could go in on, right? So, like, you had your salvage tags that that were renewing every day. You had your Nizul that was renewing. Um, salvage wait, permits that were renewing. That was the same thing. Yeah, salvage permits were renewing, you know, and you're like, if you wanted to do ZNMs, you had to go out and take pictures, which was its own barrier. But like, you could you could do it solo if you were someone who could sleep. Yeah, we we get parties that would go after the mobs before Abyssia existed because you got the bonus points on like crabs and the boy out of tree that day, and you would go go as a group for crabs. People would yell and do that stuff and form pickup parties for it. Yeah, and honestly, the, the pickup parties were a lot easier to join and, and form for that sort of thing because, like, the content was very low-key. Like, you couldn't really shout a pickup party for Sky with any kind of a straight face. Because, generally not. Yeah, everyone there would just be awful. But that's how exclusionary. So they did a really good job of, like, making it inclusionary for people. I remember uh, skill-up parties being yelled for, too. It was kind of like a, just an extension of the, the barrier of entry of a skill-up party. As long as people just could fight easy prey mobs, you were fine. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, you could skill up to cap on, like, imps. So, it was... People it was always did like, those you, crabs. You could on anything. Well, I mean, people did crabs before TOU, but after TOU, you could do it on anything. Basically. Well, true, yeah, you could, but people just still use those old voices for that. So, when they took pictures, they could also... I would pick people skilling up in the picture party. That'd be a thing. That's funny. Yeah, that's the kind of people you get in, in shouts, even back then. But it was uh, there was less margin of error in terms of finding yell people back then compared to now, in my opinion. I remember watching dudes take pictures of Fafnir. <laughs> that was pretty great. Pancreation. Oh, content that was almost really good. Sure. I love. Yeah, I, they had like a really wide amount of things that they released all at once. Those the idea though. 
And it felt like that some things that weren't released, like pancreation and chocobo breeding and stuff came later, they released them over time, so it kind of felt like like TOAU just kept running and running and running. You had the relic gear for Dynamis come out later for the those jobs quite a while after for Blue Mage and Pup and stuff, and it just felt like it was just going. Like when they decided to end it and raise the level cap, it kind of felt like to me at least as a player it wasn't done. Like if you know life into this game, I'm sure you were fucking done. But as a player who wasn't able to do that or needed other groups and hadn't progressed that far to that scene, uh, so I did a lot of that stuff. I just didn't have like the we're a pro salvage group constantly and everyone's has this gear and we're working on a, a mythic weapon for the leader kind of group. I didn't have that. But I did enough of the content. But it felt I like mean, when the level cap was announced to raise, I'm like, but I'm not done yet. I think people put, like, what kind of player you had to be up to on too high of a pedestal. Because, like, they we were all basically stupid. <laughs> we were stupid people doing hilarious things. It's kind of like how my group runs now, which doesn't mean anything to most people listening. But, like, my group now, like, we're actively trying to kill each other all the time. And, like, that's basically what it was like when we were doing this. <laughs> Like, we were just a bunch of asshats who didn't know what they were doing. Or, like, who did know what they were doing, but didn't care, basically. But, like, when it came down to it, like, say, if it was, like, between passing or failing something, we suddenly, like, focused in and just got the job done. But, like, most of the time, the content was, like, trivial enough to where it just didn't matter. So, if you remember from our COP episode, Fox, no new jobs were released with the COP expansion. Yeah. And this time, Mr. Ogawa requested that they make four new jobs, and they only made three. What did, did he say what the fourth job was supposed to be? No, he just said he wanted four, and he tasked someone to look into it, and then it was, de- it was quote, and it was determined that three would be more realistic. Oh. His instructions for each of the jobs, he said, first of all, I said I wanted Blue Mage, period. Next. <laughs> like, that was it, just, I want Blue Mage. So uh, basically, Blue smart basically a more realistic Drelo was in charge. Next, I felt like uh, I felt the setting warranted the inclusion of a pirate, which I guess it kind of does. That one's a weird ch- choice, but it does if you, you know, because they have a whole area for it. So I guess when he's talking about setting, he already had like meta knowledge about a zoo file. Uh, yes, uh, but we didn't just want to make a typical pirate due to ethical concerns and possible issues. I don't understand what ethical concerns was. Is fucking Somalia? Are they worried? I mean, yeah, it's not. It's not like they were wearing like sweatshirts and beanies with AKs. Dude, there was one one year like we all for like back back at work, um, we had this like office thing where everyone was gonna like dress up for Halloween or whatever. And I was like, are we really doing this kid shit? But okay. Did you, did you bring in an AK? No, dude. Oh man, if only. Um, no, dude. I I, uh, I showed up with my uh, my beanie and my sweatshirt on, and uh, I just told them I was a Somalian pirate. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like that. That's what occurred. Hopefully, there was no makeup involved. Oh, it was great. I didn't have to wear a shirt that day. Like I I, I just basically wore my sweatshirt. <laughs> it was so good. I didn't have to wear a shirt and tie. I'm sure that people like you are the reason they stopped doing those Halloween events in the office. Oh, they kept doing them, man. Don't uh... don't kid yourself. <laughs> It's it's all until someone comes as the sexy maid into the office that everyone's like, you know, I think we're going to put some ground rules on this event. I remember there was a dude who came as like a sexy maid of some kind. Uh, yeah, you know. Betty Cracker Bacon Fill, man. Just remove the bottom pan and insert your favorite filling. Yeah, this was also like many years ago. It's not like current day where like you wouldn't get the side look for that. So did anyone ever do the thing where they, they yeah, have a partner costume, Fox, where one guy is like shows up as the key and the, and the lady in the office shows up as the lock? Oh, man, that'd be sweet, but no. I, I don't remember that ever. So none of that, but maybe Mario and Luigi. I could see a tag team. I'm the key master. 
The key master. The gatekeeper. <laughs> the gatekeeper. Unlock the portal. Where are you guys from, Ghostbusters? <laughs> we were going to go Ghostbusters all over the copy machine. Therefore, we created a new job class called Corsair, which incorporated elements of a gambler to it as well. And for Puppet Yeah, that, that was like a unique type of job too, because like it didn't follow previous Final Fantasy templates. I've always enjoyed Core because it just felt so different. And nowadays, it's kind of everything's kind of blurred in with with how fast paced gameplay is. But uh, yeah, Corsair back um, in the day after, was very fun. Yeah, after Core came out and they pooped on Red Mage, um, <laughs> Corsair was my favorite job. Do you want to explain how they pooped on Red Mage? Yeah, they killed how it generated. Oh yes, the the, the, the blind bind sleep enmity reduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's pooping on the job. It was incredibly useful. Oh, still. That, 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 that pooped on the job. Maybe pooped on that what you wanted to do with the job. Yeah, because like it, it enabled us to low man things in a ridiculous way. I suppose, yeah. But yeah, so like I switched to, to Corsair though because I really like Corsair's play style. Um, I was always a support player, uh, so I had no problem with the accepted play style at the time of going like sub mage. Uh, but I also did go sub ranger sometimes, and you would do that for like uh, for barrage. I hated being forced to go sub mage, but I do kind of like that sub mage used to be at least useful on Corsair back in the day, and now it's not useful. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like you have know, much larger stat spread and host of abilities available to you. Like the the cures that that Corsair could put out back then were good enough. Like basically, is how that yeah. rolled, and like you can cure status effects and things like that. So, like, you were basically, like, a weird bard, is what you were always compared to. This next part didn't surprise me more from Fujito, and he says, I think we finished up the work on Blue Mage rather quickly. The basic concept behind the Corsair was also easy to understand, so I never really felt like it was a hard one to create. I do remember the Puppet Master being a difficult job class from a design standpoint, though. Oh, I bet. That's yeah. probably why it's so fucking spaghetti now. But, but with Blue Mage, real quick, I do remember the screenshots of Blue Mage using Spiderweb, and yes. they never gave that to us. Yeah, it, that would have been good. They being so upset by that, I wanted Sloga, right, on something that wasn't Leviathan. Well, they eventually did give it to Blue Mage, but in much later with Simus and Discharge. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't the, the picture though. So like, they they provided a picture of what was to be delivered, and it just Spider Web would have been cool to have Spider Web. I don't, I won't, I won't lie at all. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you would have gotten it sooner, basically. <laughs> but yeah, Puppet Master. I can imagine Puppet Master was just a complete debacle to <laughs> to go. It's like. Where where do you keep your pet stats, right? Do you keep it on the player, or do you keep it on like the server side? Because like the the like the monsters were typically over there, so I think they might have been trying to template it on Beastmaster, right? It says their their former battle planner for Final Fantasy XI was especially worried about it, while Mister Matsui was also constantly saying "hmm" dot 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 while deep in thought. We all had trouble with it. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that entire. It's one of the best jobs in this game, but it's so hard to for them to design and keep balanced successfully. It's probably one of the hardest out of all the jobs in the game. They I said, mean, it still technically doesn't work. Let's see. Uh, we all considered this to be a significant advantage that the the job was split between two. And like, if the pet was died, you could still fight if it was incapacitated. They go, but on the other hand, we couldn't make the pet or master equal in strength to the other job classes either. So I think everyone had some dissatisfaction with the job class on some level. Therefore, we ended up. Well, yeah, it had a little. The combat skill rating back then. Yeah, it was a C plus. It was terrible. Therefore, we ended up discussing yeah. how to address the problem right until the very end. We also worried about how to distinguish the job class from other pet job classes, such as Beastmaster, Summoner, and Dragoon. I will say it's that. It's like how they try to, to lump Dragoon in as a pet job. Yeah, well, you know, it, it has a. Okay. It has a friend with benefits, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's got an FWB that gives me some healing breath, you know? 
Right. But when Pup was originally made, besides not having merit points uh, and not having relic armor and not having the same gear other jobs had, its combat skill was so fucking shit. It was a C or C plus for hand to hand, which for hand to hand especially hurts it because it's the base damage rating as well. Yeah. Uh, it's just the it's worst, the worst possible weapon to have a low rating on. It was just terrible. So the job was especially dog shit. It was a job basically you wanted to stack accuracy gear on and it still had no power to it and the pet could be very underwhelming. It was just... And it got much better when it finally got some relic gear and merit points. That helped quite a bit, but the job had a stigma at that point. It wasn't until the combat skill rating went up that it finally had something to it. You could do interesting solos, though, because like back then there were That's what I did. Yeah, you had had a healer puppet usually and you just had a lot of free time on your hands yeah that was that was one of my favorite parts of the job what made it feel really good and i would love trying to go pup sub mage because much like your corsair sub mage it was enough back then especially when yeah. sub scholar was around yeah. that regen yeah, did some work <laughs> and a lot of people didn't want to fucking haste or refresh you for shit so having sublimation did some work too up it had haste didn't have haste back Bungie. then you didn't have haste back then. no that one came much later the red mage one had haste. yeah red mage one got haste but that came much later Oh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, the the that came long after the white mage had eventually been because back then too there was no white mage head, black mage head. The white mage head when that came out for puppet master was what finally made the job. Like you could start doing some heals and stuff even if you didn't have a mage because there were no trust and they're you know you didn't call a venturing fellow in a party of multiple people. Nor would the I do remember people asking if the puppet nerfed XP though. (laughs) Just the putt. I do remember hearing stupid shit like that because that was what what happened with Beastmaster pets. That's what fucked that job is. Is the pet would ruin XP? Yeah, there are a lot of wild like thoughts about how that worked. No, everyone always says they want a classic XI, but there were so many different changes that were so important. Whether it was affecting how XP happened from beast pets to not do, uh, not to penalize parties, or how Signet changed dramatically to facilitate giving better XP to low man parties and not losing TP when you rest and all those other random things. But there's so many different ways that's changed over the years that the I, I just every time like one of these random things comes up like, oh yeah, the job didn't have XYZ and then several months later it had X and then a year from that it had XY and then the change to systems for XP on beast pets or whatever and signet. It's like there's so many random things when we talk about these these moments in time to come that it's like there's it's just impossible not to to start cherry picking there of what that actually means. Yeah, it's also a long time ago too. So like, yeah. the exact time frames and when these things could take place, like, they're still kind of blurry. Yeah, I think Unless the signet got, like, stuff is all before what I mentioned, but Puppet especially had a very long, slow transition of getting things very long and drawn out. Yeah, I remember nobody gave a, in my circles gave a fuck about Pup. That was my job, man. No, like, no one wanted me. Like, to it was show. it was not until I came back to the game. Nobody uh, wanted like, me in like 2018. I came back to the game in 2018, and people were playing. Pup up again and i was like okay well i guess they did something to it yeah they did but i guess item level was kind when haste on the puppet came out for red mage frame only and that was before trust at that point i think that was when that was pups like last hurrah or actually the haste might have come out when actually trust did exist but it was a less amount i don't know but the the haste and stuff and buffs on the puppet that was such a short-lived addendum when it finally happened that you kind of missed out on if it had that earlier and it would have had like such an amazing impact on the job I do remember, though, when the White Mage Head came out and people were reading the update notes on Zam, <laughs> Alakazam pup forums, man. And everyone, when, it, when the servers came up, everyone got in that boat and rode to Nashmau. And there was like a dozen plus people on a boat ride that usually didn't have anyone on it. And everyone's sitting there on the boat 
trying to go buy their their white turban to do their puppet. Yeah, we could use the puppet to status gear. <laughs> that sounds so awful. Yeah, it could though. Like in hindsight, in hindsight, it sounds so awful. You had to use that water maneuver. So let's see the challenge of creating uh, a graphical feel that was exotic. So they said, I, I felt the changes with the field and dungeon and treasures of Art Aragon were quite significant. The sky and the Art Aragon region was especially impressive, which explains why there's so many sky pictures and all the, the screenshots in this interview. Yeah, I never really noticed the sky that much, but I yeah, did. Nice in these pictures. But I, I noticed it, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, like, oh my god, there's the sky. Like, the rest of this just looks like kind of like my backyard in Virginia. <laughs> Well, compared to the like rest of the game, trees, I mean, your your backyard may be nice and all, but compared to the rest of the game, TOA, you did stand out a lot. I think it was those plants, those like yellowish plants that were like everywhere. Yeah, I guess, because there wasn't anything else that was like that. It was just like flat ground and occasionally you saw a tree or a fence. It's like a, a fucking eastern Adirondacks. I don't know. To me, oh, I mean... Even though they're all technically forests, the atmospheres of Jugner Forest, Yatunga Jungle, and Wajam Woodlands couldn't be more different. Right. Sanctuary is the top too. Yeah. I don't think of those areas quite like much as like woodlands or jungle. Like like a jungle is different than a woodland, so you know, I think of TOAU zone as like the woodlands, any zone with trees, and like I just get like I just have this feeling of I don't want to be there, honestly. Because uh <laughs> Forest is especially unwelcoming. It wasn't even Jugner, it's just the TUAU forested areas, because, like, there were always these, like, paths that took you forever to fucking walk to your destination, and I just remember spending a lot of time in the zones, not giving a shit about any of it until I got where I went, or where I was going. Like, I I hated it so much. Um, the other zones were great, it's just the, the wooded zones in TUAU, I, I did not like it at all, and a lot of it was just because it took so long to walk from one place to another. Yeah, that was not great. I guess back in the day, you just accepted it because that was what you knew. But now that we know better, <laughs> I don't want to ever go back to those days of having no ability to transfer myself anywhere at well, any we had to, time. We had to like pre-plan our routes based on like what ways we could get to a chocobo and what ways we could use our oldham ring and our warp clubs. Who is subbing like, White Mage? Like, when they put... I don't remember if the Chocobo NBC was always out at the Oldham Teleport, but, like, when you got that Oldham ring, always changed there. the game. Yeah, I never yeah, got that like ring. I never did that. You warp out there, and then you could get a Chocobo and start from a better location than trying to leave from the city. Like, everything, like, lived and died based around your Oldham chart. You know, it was actually a really good addition that kind of went unnoticed because the game had changed by that time, was the Nation Teleport earrings from Synergy. I mean, they were big at the time, but, I mean, they... they before. I wasn't playing when Synergy was a thing. Yeah, it was. You, you basically could just make a earring that teleported you to either Mura or Norg or Juno or any of the nations or Kazam. So it was kind of just like keeping extra items, like eight different items to teleport anywhere you wanted. So there's kind of opening the world up at that point. And then obviously people don't want to waste 80 inventory spots on shit. So um, when, I, when I see this, the soldier stuff, though, like I, I don't I don't feel like heavily nostalgic talking about it, you honestly. I don't know. I just like, I, was... I just remember all of the frustrating things I didn't give a shit about, and then like content I wish I could have done more often, but like we couldn't do more often because it was there was lockout with salvage. And TYU felt immense to me just because I love Puppet Master. It was my first seventy five, and when I saw it in the Dunes, I was entranced. And then just the struggle of trying to be a pup and go through TYU and not being wanted, and it just like it, it kind of ingrained that whole thing into me at that point of how much 
I felt like I was engaging against the world at that point as a as a puppet master trying to make its way through the game. A job that everyone ubiquitously pretty much hated, except for the people that played it and loved it. Like, no Link Shell wanted your pup ever. No, not a single one ever thought pup was useful. Even though it very much I, I was determined to prove it could be useful, and I had times I felt I was more useful than many other people in the Alliance as a puppet master. But, the, you know, you never get the recognition for that, so... You know, uh, when you say stuff like my overdriving pup will outparse your samurai on Bayako and get laughed at, you know, and then you go ahead and do it and then no one believes you or cares afterwards. But I did it, man. Those were those were the days. Yeah. It's hard to prove that something's cool. Kind of like Black Mage sub Samurai, man. Not everyone wants to be a Black Mage in the front line. It's cool, though. It's fair. There's not much reason to do it. Yeah, well, <laughs> when you could do I, it, that, I, that's well, what this I'm game's really always been. When you could do other stuff like bring a samurai, sub thief, or whatever the fuck people enjoy doing at that point, because that's what they like to do. I mean, you would just do that instead. So people didn't want to go through the effort of like figuring it out. They just kind of got set and like, oh, we know this works, so get your shit out of here. We don't know this is going to cause us problems. We don't want to take a risk. I guess incentivizing <laughs> risk was something that never really did well. During this time frame, like, we fucked around a lot, like I described before, but, like, the content certainly wasn't trivial. Yeah, it was hefty. Um, but, like, something like Black Mesh of Sam, like, now we just do it because... Content, content is kind of trivial. trivial. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely trivial. It's, it's definitely an apples-to-oranges comparison, because back then was much different in terms of overall difficulty. And, boy, do I have some confusions to get off my chest later. <laughs> Talking about content. But yeah, and then like apparently they talked about some items. I remember the death scythe being some sort of big deal, but like, oh, this I never had death scythe again. And like, I never let dark knights near us unless they had napok. <laughs> See what I'm talking like, about? If you, if you were a dark knight, you can get the fuck out of my party, basically. <laughs> I always because thought like, dark knight was had, a pretty good job. We had, we had a samurai that could replace you, and we had mages that could replace you. Yeah, samurai good. was everyone's favorite, and that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, no, that, that was great. Because of how good Hagen was with the FTP scaling. I am Arsenal. Is it a Sam? <laughs> yes, everybody expected Relic Sam's at 75, I am sure, Fox. No, well, let's see, that's the thing. It wasn't everybody, it was me, right? And, like, since I had that, why did I give a shit about your Dark Knight? <laughs> like, that, that's what it boiled down to. It's like, I had someone in my group. So you go on your Red Mage, hole. man. Yeah, so I went on my Red Mage. That dude would go on his Sam. That is correct. <laughs> Well, you're asking, why would you care, Mike? So you go to a different job. Go on your Corsair. And then on anything that I had to go Black Mage to, um, we had someone go Paladin. I had very few jobs at the time, so it was Thief, Pup, Black Mage, and Core. And I have very fond memories of being Corsair at that time, too. Dude, the only time I could ever justify going Core to something was when I was doing it solo. In fact... Because, like, Core was cool, but, but Core wasn't as strong as it is now. Yeah, blue was the last job before 75 era ended. I was all about blue mage and going blue to in her yard and all those events. And my blue and like the wings of the goddess era was like my main squeeze. I got pup and blue a lot to that kind of stuff. But when wings of the goddess is around, I would do campaign on pup or blue, but pup mostly. And it was that was the setting of change. But as far as TOAU went, that was the only expansion I actually unlocked all the jobs on and cared about and liked. Like that's the only, those jobs were the three. Uh, that were like my my favorite things ever. So it was weird that that was that one expansion was the only one I actually cared about the jobs in. I guess so. Everything else is kind of like a base job. Even to this day, I don't really have anything. I have the I have my rune fencer and I have a dragoon, but otherwise, I never picked any of those other jobs up. Like uh, 
Dark Knight or Samurai or Ninja or Beastmaster. Bard. Fucking Bard. And to this day, I'm not impressed with Dark Knight. <laughs> That's just how it is, man. <laughs> well, the casting has gone through a whole array of things in this game, so Absorb TP and Drain and, and Sleep used to be awesome, but... Uh, I mean, I, I hear that Absorb TP still is awesome. <laughs> It just usually isn't coming from a Dark Knight. Yes, 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 yes. It's coming from sub-Dark Knight. It lives on as a sub-job for us, Fox. Yeah, no shit. So, I'm sure there will be plenty of Dark Knight mains who are all up in arms, like, I do fine in content. It's like, I'm, I'm sure you do, you know? Like, it just comes from, like, my personal comparisons of, like, what players are available to me and, like, what they were, what these Dark Knights were up against as far as their competition is concerned for that party slot. Like, that's what you have to consider. It's like, I ran with some pretty intense dudes, and... I can tell. Like, yeah, you're Dark Knight. <laughs> and every time I let a Dark Knight do stuff, like, they always fucked up, so I... That, that is true, I will not deny that. Dark Knight had these weird players slash fanboys, and they would just be bad, generally. I would run into it a lot. Like, they were just into the whole idea of Dark Knight as, like, a concept. Papa Roach. Like, yeah, yes, the Papa Roach. Yeah. You gotta bring it up, because it fucking exists. Yes, yes, and it did have... You know, very emo kids playing Dark Knight. That was the true one for some reason. The party macros unleash my darkness, you know. <laughs> Fucking terrible. <laughs> my tortured soul, soul leader, you know. <laughs> Fucking terrible things. Oh. Yeah, outside of the uh, outside of the dust globes, like TPU brought that change of hats, man. Yes, it did. I'm like, finally, you got some more haste. Yeah. Oh, you were looking at the Dark Knight and stuff already. I was looking at the uh, the salvage and stuff because they're talking about how how a lot of players were already high level geared at that time, so they wanted to make challenging, engaging content. So the reason salvage and Z and M and stuff are harder is because they were designing it for a player base by that point that already was fully geared. So the horizontal for TOU I mean, is top notch. I wouldn't say it was challenging. We just brought a monk. Well, yes, you could just bring a monk and do salvage because that's what you did because of the way the system worked. Yeah. Hand-to-hand skill without needing to have a weapon. Yes, that's that's what you did. But, yeah, I mean, in terms of doing the overall entire aspects and different areas and farming of, of salvage, it wasn't just, you know... it was There was more to it than just bringing a monk because I had done plenty of runs with a monk that did not go well. I guess. I mean, for, for a group like yours, Fox, know, I was it was trivial. For, for the average group, though, it was it was definitely challenging. Yeah, I, I, I suppose. You definitely could fuck up at least. I don't know, like, I didn't spend a lot, I didn't spend a lot of time, like, taking the temperature of everyone around me in that, in that time frame. Like, I remember there were a lot of complaints, I didn't really understand them. Like, again, the dudes I ran with were great, and... Like, we brought a monk, I went on white mage, there were some, sometimes we brought two monks, I think. <laughs> um... I think we had a... I forget what our exact setup was. Well, people try to sneak a thief in so you can get more drops, and then a thief was useless, so... I think we had a thief. I think we had someone go thief. Yeah. I forget. Like, I only remember three of our party slots. It was, like, me on White Mage and our two monks, and, like, the other three people were doing something, too, I'm sure. <laughs> but, like, really, it was just, like, the monks just destroying everything. Maybe we had two healers or something. I, I don't I don't fucking remember, to be honest. I remember White Mage and Monk, and then sometimes another... So, with the Death Scythe thing, though, with the whole controversy around it, it's come up before in this podcast, because we had no idea it was a fucking problem, where they talk about how having, like, the errant body as a backline body piece was ideal, uh, but for some reason the Death Scythe was pushing it, because they, I guess they just viewed balancing those characters in a way where, like, the damage was just too high in their opinion, which is 
weird because no one cared about the death site. So maybe we we're just all missing yeah. it because it's very yeah, like a lot of the time the dark knight that tried to like join what you were doing um, did not have the accuracy to land their guillotine. They would um, use like a tradisium site like though. So. Tra sure. Tradisium was the most popular one I remember for a base weapon. I remember people running around with this black apocalypse thing. Like, I I think that was tradition. I mean, show up, but they didn't. It didn't seem great. You know what? They never fucking used or a chalcum scythe. Not a goddamn person used that weapon. Is that the one they're talking about in this interview? Where like it was harder to get, but it, like wasn't as good. Or something? Maybe. Let's see. Let me scroll up. Like they they mentioned a scythe that was like harder to get than the death scythe, and they fucked up because it wasn't as good as the death scythe. Well, that's probably or chalcum because that scythe is let me tell you expensive and and high level goldsmith and then fucking no one cared that it had like two or three accuracy because it was low damage. Yeah. But I did enjoy this this whole turban thing here because some people to this day, Fox, I still hear it from people, uh, complain about oh the turban's so broken because it's so easy to get and it's so good. I never thought it was broken personally because it's it was an era where you didn't that. have tons of haste and it had nothing else going for it besides that. Yeah, why would anyone complain about that? That sounds excellent. When you get beat up in a hat with no defense, sometimes that matters. What do you mean? Like the hat's like so good? Is that why we're why would anyone complain about something easy to get being so good? Just fucking put that on your head. Uh, I don't know. People are weird about it. You just do put it on your head and just use it. It's not like everything but else changed because yeah, you have a hat. The picture that's about in this article, like side by side pictures of like a hobbergen, a, a hobbergen Bayako's yeah. pants with freaking dust gloves and an optical hat versus the the Wallera turban. Yep, that's a perfect yeah, side like by side. Same photo. <laughs> like yeah, you get the W turban. You know, I, the only difference. I enjoyed the fact that my puppet master looked different than other jobs because everyone was using either the assault jerkin or the hobbergen, and they all had dust gloves, and like everyone wore the same damn pieces of gear. Whether it was a Dark Knight samurai or warrior, they all had the same outfit. I don't remember people that are not not red mages using assault jerkin. I do not remember dragoon thief. Yeah. Maybe maybe a thief used it. Dragoon especially used assault jerkin. I'm pretty sure the Dragoons could have gotten the fuck out of that party too. So that's probably why they... Dragoon was in a really position back then where they did get some some flack. Well, like, oh, Dragoon's not that good. We don't care. So Dragoon was good in, like, the bird parties and stuff. Yes. I do remember that. But I think they were wearing scorpion harnesses. Yeah, they could wear scorpion harness, but if you didn't need the accuracy, Assault Jerkin's much better. It was I mean, like probably, 18 yeah. attack in a body, man. I always sure. thought scorpion harness was good because of the evasion. And unless you actually, if you needed accuracy, yes, it's it's perfect. But no. for for basic fighting tough you, birds, you are, I mean, I know you had to use sushi back then to hit, but it just depends. You could I basically, use... I, I never saw it. Like sometimes I saw a red mage meleeing in it, but like I even owned one. And I didn't really use the it thing that finally it. killed the assault jerkin was when there was the orum body finally that dropped from ZNMs, and the assault jerkin was firmly dead at that point. But a lot of dragoons did use just scorpion harness, yeah. But assault jerkin was. Uh, was definitely a piece you did see around quite a bit. But it was much easier to buy a Scorpion Harness and call it a day. Because Dragoon couldn't wear Hobbergen, so it just had to wear the same other piece of gear everyone else wore, Scorpion Harness. That ZM stuff, lasting. But yes, they, they, they said that they were tired of every player wearing the optical hat. So they basically made this hat and then to fix the problem. And then, let's see, in an effort to get them off the optical hat, I created the Walla Returban, which featured 5% haste, but then everyone started wearing it instead. I was hoping to see more players showing off in their individuality via their character's appearance, but alas, all of that made me realize just how difficult it is to create items for the game. 
Yeah, because individuality was like frowned upon because you were wearing an inferior piece of gear. <laughs> yep. Like as long as your food choices were strong, just take that fucking hat off and put on the turban. Like five percent haste is real. <laughs> yes. And they shouldn't have. Well, the problem was too is like the uh, the the headpiece it, it invalidated the homom head, which was really good. I think they also. I mean, I it could have been four percent haste because because the ace's helm was already four. But I guess maybe the seven accuracy on that. No, was not so. everyone had. Not everyone had an ace's. Oh helm. yeah, because it was hard to get. So they probably should have made the turban four percent haste and called it a day. That would have been a very good head still, and everyone still would have used it. Our Sam did have Mace's helm, so I'm wrong about that. It was. Um, I think it was the second picture looked like some of the people who he has. It's like warriors, but they had the blue body instead, the anime body. But it is really difficult because when you think about it, you have a piece that has, like, that had four strength and seven accuracy and defense, and this has none. So the 1% haste, you could be very justified in saying. But then the problem becomes there was only four jobs that could wear the Aces helm. So how do you balance that out properly like that? You don't balance it? You just put those jobs in your party? <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm talking about it as a developer standpoint of trying to create the turban and the way they did that. Uh, you know, being an all jobs piece versus a four job piece, I mean, it kind of feels like they, they, they really kind of missed the mark in terms of figuring out how a head should be. Like if it had one less haste and had something else to it, I think that's great. It was, it was, the, it, yes, it, it was wonderful. Was but... Available and made it more available. Yeah, I think, I think it's correct. And like, sure, you're not going to see a sea of pointy hats anymore. You're going to see a, a, a sea of turbans and feathers. I did like the turbans but... look better. Yeah, sure, <laughs> but like. At the end of the day, there's always going to be like a better headgear. So when you make something all jobs, you have to know that that's coming, right? It's like what in the head slot could compete with five percent haste? Then think about it. Not much. That's Especially in all jobs. That's why I uh, created a thing on Cat's Eye where the optical hack gets three percent haste uh, after you do a trial for it. So it creates a lot of nuance between the pieces. At least then it's on equal footing, in my opinion, with two percent less haste. I don't know. You either cap haste or you don't. Yeah, and it's a lot harder to cap haste at 75, so... Yeah, so that means any any closer that you get to it is always going to be better. Yeah, but, it's, it's, it's but so at least there's something going for that. it now instead of having no haste. But that goes back to how difficult it is to create items in this game. Because there are people, Fox, that very much... Uh, not to put down your attitude there, your your point of view, there are very much people who look at this like a math problem, and if it's not optimal, it doesn't exist, so... Yes, if you have no reason to yes. wear an optical hat, then you just don't wear it. So, but and in the seventy-five era, the discrepancy was that big because of how like derpy everything was. Yep. Like nowadays, it matters a lot less because like you're seeing like the difference between like parts of a percentage difference on your performance, like yep. parse wise. Like back then, like this is a much bigger, much wider spread <laughs> than what we're looking at now. So, I, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of elitist about it because I was elitist at the time. And there was no reason to go back on it because the turban was so easy to get. That's all there is to it. Now, getting the gill for the dust gloves, a whole different story. Um, getting a Bayakos Haidate, sure, you had to put in the time for that. But, like, just strap that shit to your head and don't complain about the effect. Be thankful you don't need it. Yeah, as a player at that time, I never thought that there was a problem between having the two because as a puppet master, having an evasion accuracy build uh, when you're trying to solo, that hat for me had very, very firm, important use, whereas other people didn't care about that because they weren't trying to solo evasion tank stuff with a pet. 
So, I mean, uh, if I was not a puppet master, I could see only caring about the turban, basically. But that evasion was good, man. I did use it on Thief, too, because I liked evasion tanking on Thief. Because Thief could do it. Yes, yes, it could. Pup could, too. It had, enough, it had just enough evasion. Just enough. Throw that jack-o'-lantern on. So that was TOAU, which was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard to impress you sometimes, Fox, you know? Well, I mean, the stuff they're talking about in here is it really isn't as exciting for me. Well, it's the COP. Um, I, I thought COP was a little more exciting. Yeah, COP had a little more interesting things going on. The soccer field, though, man. Yeah, that's some wild shit. I'm so glad they didn't do that. Ole, oh, PvP, PvP. PvP, oh no. Yeah, pass. Could have been like rugby, where you just walk around an NPC into a net. It's true. <laughs> it creates like a, a an animation lock, and you have to you have to battle it out. Spam the A button or something. Manly. It's like a bad Tomb Raider. <laughs> it probably would have looked like a bad Tomb Raider. <laughs> but Fox, just think about it. The spheroids would have been there. But what did that have detracted from the sky? Would there have been too much focus not in the sky? Just think about all the things you play Final Fantasy XI for. The sky. The night sky. The moon yeah, in the sky. Riding the boat with the sky in the backdrop. Going to sky to see the sky while farming sky. It's all about the sky, man. Don't survive doing that shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking back we on had, the content... We had a lot of laughs while it went down, but like at yes. the end of the day, it just still wasn't worth it. <laughs> Is that the synopsis of, of Sky in general or the game in general? I mean, that's kind of, yes. The whole, yes, it's the synopsis of the game, really. Wow. You know, Fox, some people would say it was about the Frenchman along the way. Fox would say, nah, fuck that, man. It was all terrible. <laughs> you know, that's good because many people as they age go, oh man, it was so good back then. Oh, yeah, and not that fucking rosy retrospective bullshit. Oh, I, but you, you're, you're straight up fun. honest. You're like, no, dude, it was fucking terrible and it did not. And there's yeah. no, no, no matter how much time passes, it will still be fucking terrible. <laughs> just because it was fucking terrible doesn't mean you didn't have fun. And like, yeah. that just depends on who you surrounded yourself with. Some, like, you weren't having fun on your own, I promise. You know, sometimes even bad sex can be enjoyable. That's right. <laughs> I love when I, the... I love when I make that joke, and all I hear from across the house is "What?" Yeah. But Fox, I do have one question. If my fridge wasn't beeping, yeah, that's my fridge. Um, how you doing? Um, I I'm doing okay. I'm over at my folks' house. Uh, we for Thanksgiving, I decided to bring my computer with me so that I would have other things to do, um, like Farm Sky. No. No, just uh, just a source of uh, media entertainment. Uh, play with my buddies on other games, etc. Um, but yeah, I have I've got a lot of school stuff going on. I had to I had to cancel the last two of these podcasts because I just had so much shit happening, and I got really really jam packed week next week, followed by finals week, and then I get winter vacation, so I'll get to put whatever happened then this next week and the week after out of my mind. Yeah, and you'll have me to make really bad, annoying jokes, and you wonder why do you even talk to me, and then you'll compare it to your next two weeks after this episode, and you're gonna go, you know what? At least it wasn't those two weeks. Exactly. If so you, you think about it. it at all. You, yeah, you get it. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, just just a lot going on. Um, I actually haven't been on game like almost at all. Uh, my group has had to cancel a lot of things, and a lot of it's my fault this time again because I just had such a busy quarter. 
Um, I did get on for the last update to do the Princess Flan battlefield, and I saw people like talking about how it was like hard or some shit. And I hope that's not the universal opinion. <laughs> because like when my when my group went there, and again, you know, I take it for what it is because like my group is very very in game. But like I went to Rune Fencer and like very we went on a bunch of other jobs. Like we, we had a yeah, we had we had a, a setup that was just like a balanced ass party. Um ultimately we figured we could have probably brought a bunch of red mage ninjas and then spelled it to death. But like I went, I went Rune Fencer, and I like none of us were really paying attention to the fight at all, and like we accidentally won. Um, That's the best on kind Rune of win. Fencer, like like dude on Rune Fencer, the the mobs don't have the accuracy to hit you. What? Yeah, they that's they literally balanced. do not have the accuracy to hit you. So uh, I'm not I saying the fight's the bad, but that's a poor a poor design choice, or or yeah. probably an oversight is a better way of phrasing that. I didn't get charmed the first time. Um, I didn't use Batuta. In fact, I forgot I had foil. It's been that long since I've been on on Rune Fencer, so like I didn't even foil. It was trivial to hold hate. Um, for, we just killed it. For what it's worth, Fox, when we design stuff on Cat's Eye, I got to tell you that the people in the room know the exact base numbers they're using for general content. They're saying this is the typical value we have. Players up to this value are usually able to hit without certain difficulties, and we have that like that base value, like we're going to use these numbers because we usually use these numbers. We can tweak it if we need to. But when they should, basically what I'm saying is they should have the same numbers in terms of their relative world they have to pay attention to where they go, yeah, these are the stats we're going to use based on the template of other high tier battlefields and we're going to roll with that. And it sounds like it was even too low for that. I'm pretty sure, oh yeah, dude, it was way Be- low. Because like, Rune and Ayame sure... is not that special. It's not. Oh, I was Rune and Empyrean plus three. Oh, yeah. well. That's um, even less evasion, I think. I don't remember, honestly. It's, it's a decent but, amount. But, but that's just to give you an idea, and like for people to, to not clear this is mind-blowing to me. Like I thought they were memeing. Well, it does have I that berserk effect that. where it, it, it puts you into a, you can do nothing but auto-attack or whatever. Well, but so? You can't. Just wait for it to wear off and then kill them. Yeah, but you can't do like cures or whatever. So if everyone gets hit with it like idiots and no one can cure I'm pretty anymore. sure our Corsair soloed it because... Like we brought a geo, but the bubble is constantly disappearing. Because they, they get they, yeah, they, when they have the the berserk thing, they just let the bubble, bubble goes away. Yeah, they just kept letting saluting until it was done. <laughs> and I think that was like the extent of it. We had a samurai there that was ornamental. <laughs> he didn't need it. Ornamental. Well, then, yeah, like he he said that he didn't matter. He was like, I didn't really do anything. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't do anything because I lost TP by the time I came uncharmed or some shit. Was hiding the same. Yeah, I was gonna say if someone says they're ornamental and says they don't even need to be here, I'm like I'm picturing or or thinking of Hayden's voice when this is happening. Yeah, he's pretty uh he's pretty honest about his performances when it comes to things. Exactly. So Oh no no, Hayden wasn't the Sam. Who was the (gasps) Sam? Hayden was the Geo because I wasn't on Geo because I was tanking. Yeah, I was gonna tank it on Paladin because I had heard that like Paladins have a hard time tanking it, which I did not believe. Um, but they they convinced me to go Rune Fencer for the first run, and I was like, okay, whatever. And yeah, I was like basically AFK tanking it. Um, pretty sure you can tank it on like Thief or Ninja or Dancer with no problem. Um, I I don't see how anyone can lose this fight. In fact, I didn't believe that anyone could lose this fight until um, uh, one of my members uh, Zen he posted a video of someone like honestly trying to clear period in our group chat and i thought it was a fucking meme until the end what were you watching a mer video i mean what was it? 
No, it was just it was just some group like trying to trying to like fight these things, and they were just failing at it. Like there were people dying over and over again. They were getting raised, like all sorts of weird shit, man. Like as Rune, I never lost hate. Like they all just fought me. It must have been the Ronstadt attempt, dude. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, like I don't. I mean, part of me wants is is like belittling the people who are failing at this because I don't understand how it's possible, but. You know, I, I certainly hope that in like the month it's been out, people have figured out like how to how to how to get their shit together and, and so this because I, I can I expected more. I, I was I was really let down by this battlefield, dude. Like we didn't even have to pay attention. I you know, maybe the fight itself was disappointing because we I kind of want those fights that if they're not challenging, they're like meaningful where you have to react to them and do certain things or you feel engaged. I, I think I just want engaging content. No. I don't care if it's challenging anymore. It's I want engaging. engaging. Yeah, if it's not engaging, that's a problem. Like, uh, V25 was engaging purely based on how difficult it was and the the risk involved of just getting your ass pushed in, uh, for lack of a better phrase. We we thought it was interesting. Like, we heard people were getting, like, charm berserked and the things were, like, beating them to death while they were- That sounds awesome. I heard that. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, and that was not our experience. Um, we got, or sorry, we all got charm berserked and then they all just missed me. And when they did hit me, they hit me for, like, double-digit damage on Rune Fencer. Yeah, because you were fucking- Like, if I had gone Paladin, it would have been an even bigger joke. Like, this is, this is absurd. But So, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was creative, the way you get the key item. Everyone subbing Thief and stealing. That's kind of That's cool. true. That was, That's true, that was like, silly. I thought that was neat. Our our White Mage sub-Thief, Norquist is on White Mage. <laughs> and uh, he was White Mage sub-Thief, and he got the steal. You know, when we, when we went and farmed ours. So we got ours in, like, ten minutes. Those are the, uh, you may not like it, but that's the, the peak meta right there. That's, but it, yeah. it's, it's, it's we, I, we had two people go Corsair. I think it's funny that, that, you know, like some people might think it's a a stupid, frustrating example of how to do something, but it also, when you just change the Corsair and sub thief and all that, it becomes kind of like simple and that you like, you just change to what you have to do. So it actually, for once, instead of ignoring something makes you do it. So I'm, I'm on board with that and it's kind of engaging. So for how silly it is, I I did think the the key item was kind of nifty, but Fox, the most Mm -hmm. important part of this fight, joke or not engaging or not. How many times over the years have I said, we need to get some capacity points out of these fights? And lo and behold, boom, 10k capacity points per fucking princess you, 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 know, you take to the prom and lay there. That is exciting. Yeah, 60k capacity points for something you're trying to do anyway. That is just, that is perfect. I don't care if I get the drop or not. Those capacity points are what I want. Yeah, one of my members, like, he was really talking to us into, like, giving it a try or whatever. Um, was like, yeah, you get like, I, I remember getting like 60k per kill, and I was like, yeah, per sure, we'll kill. Every day. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was ready to schedule that shit every day, man. But no, he was like, oh, I misremembered it. Every it was day. Just 60k total. Yeah, it was just 60k total. Oh, yeah, dude. That's we, like we some auctionhouse.com forum posting shit. Dude, you get 60k per kill. Yeah, like we, for, for 360k points per day, we would have done that every day. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> It wasn't, no, for 60k, know, it's just a nice reward. I, sure. I think at this stage that the game's in, I did not expect a fight like this. I did not expect a unique way of containing the key item for the fight. I did not expect it to be in the location it's at, which is excellent. Excellent battlefield location, excellent uh, environment, excellent criteria for items, uh, not making a whole thing of this, just giving us one item that's good, adding capacity points for winning. So it may not be a total win in terms of how the fight itself is, but in terms of adding a brand new unique mechanic, uh, uh, recoloring a different mob, adding new gear, like 
Like, this is more than I would expect from this game right now. So, overall, even if the flight yeah. wasn't... I mean, I was very impressed. I was surprised. Uh, yeah, I, I'm glad they added it. I was surprised they added it. Again, I'm 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 glad they added it. Like, that's, that's good. Oh, yeah. I was just disappointed as someone who, like, has already done Endgame stuff that, like, for anyone who has any, like, smidgen of Endgame gear at all, like, it's trivial. Like, well, it's, I mean... Kind of whatever. Maybe... Like, if you're rolling in Flama plus one, you're probably going to get fucking... <laughs> Flama plus but, one. Think about it like that's just to be expected. Yeah, yeah, Unless you're, of course, your tank knows what they're doing and they can actually hold. Hey, so you case, you could argue you too that, the that they based this want. fight to be like in terms of how the game is now. They made a fight that wasn't going to be too hard for people to clear. But if you're in Ambuscade plus one, you would struggle. Like you had in that video where someone failed. So think, ma maybe we can argue that they out. that they aimed for that. And if that's what they aimed for, I guess they kind of hit it. Well, I think they timed out. They just couldn't kill. They anything. timed out. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Truly, the 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 coup de Ronstadt oh. of all. You can dig it up on my channel if you want, but yeah, it's in there. <laughs> it's when we were all talking about going and doing it. But yeah, just I, I just my my own personal experience from it. We we one for one did. I personally don't really care about the body piece. I guess the body piece could be cool for like Rune Fencer. I just want to go black like mage substand to that fight. Fuck yeah! Sure, man. All, I'm sure all the AM three meleeing while berserked. <laughs> so you don't lose that from getting charmed. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's right. You probably do. That's well. Dude, you you get charmed constantly. Yeah. Like, well, I have a volley of charms, and then like the second volley and beyond got me every time. Time for I that Aeonic weapon. Boom. Rings. Uh, we'll get some shadow I, souls going. I, I used. Um, yeah. If it wasn't yeah, so, anyway, if it wasn't so miserable to get a sortie weapon, you could say time for the Opagogo, whatever the fucking staff's called. <laughs> but you know, don't have that. My group's talking about that because, like, we're almost completely done with uh, Odyssey now at this point. Like, it's it's just taking us forever to farm the RP on these bosses because of all the cancellations, and that again is mostly my fault at this point. But like, yeah. uh, when we're done with that, we're probably going to go in and, and get sortie weapons done. So, I mean, shout out to Velner. We'll he recently posted on Twitter, like, within the last week, that he finally finished his first weapon. He did the great sword or whatever, I think, and he finally finished to the last stage from doing sortie like every day. I don't know how this guy does it. I don't know if he's, if he, I mean, I'm not going to speculate, but holy shit, I could never put up with doing sortie every day, let alone no, a static sticking through it. That's like five other real human beings sticking through, <laughs> sticking through that every day. I, I went basically every day with Omar's group. It was just school came up, so I, had to, I had to stop the group. Uh, my group would probably go the, like, the three or four times a day that we're scheduled to go. Like, we would probably just shift entire gears over to that. Yeah. I just wish that sortie was more fun, so. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's not that it's not enjoyable. It just gets old fast for me. And I, I've usually been the most patient, like, oh, this can suck. I just want to play the game kind of guy. But I just, I was sorty. I just keeps, it keeps killing me. Yes. I don't know, do Saron. Like, it just doesn't wear on me at all. You're a very patient guy, though, so. Yeah, because I, again, like the salvage stuff back in the day didn't bother me either. If it's not inherently bad and it's just grindy, I think it bothers you yeah. less. I've always been yeah, fond of true. grind. I just, I just kind of just didn't. Like, I thought Salvage Grind or Dynamus Grind's great, but this grind's just kind of like... I feel, I feel it's like Lazy Grind. Yeah. I'm like lazy. Yeah, I guess. Like, we... I don't know. Like, if you keep pushing yourself for, like, better results, it stops feeling as lazy. I guess. It's like, you, you can get some pretty good results if, like, everyone is, like, oiled correctly. But, I've been um, thinking about plumbing coming on more to do retail more, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I just don't. I still don't have a reason to do retail more. Like if my group gathers and they gather, otherwise I don't log in. True. If if they want to do like a princess land fight, sure, I'll get on to it. 
but I don't think they need me for it. So I think like, Omar has invited me for that. I just on. haven't gotten on. Yeah, it's it's pretty dumb. Just, I, honestly, if we were to do it again, everyone in my group would just go Red Mage Ninja and just kill them <laughs> with end spells. Like it would just super die. Well, I don't have Red Mage Fox, so yeah, I know. But like, just saying. Just to this day, to like, this day, I still don't have useful jobs. <laughs> to this day, I I, 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 yeah, but that, that's pretty much what's going on. Um, let's see, for for anime, people should watch Free Ren. It's good for them. Which one? Um, Free Ren, at Journey's End. Oh yeah, I've been watching that. I don't know what it is. It's so that the art, like it's it's fucking fantastic, dude. Everything about it's good. Yes, yes, it, and it's it's different. It's different because it's yeah. uh, it's like. It's not slow paced. It's just like, it's just like doing you, its. It's doing its own thing. They, they do, do a good job of you experiencing time from her point of view. Yes, that's what it is. I feel because like I'm, I'm, the I'm whole, viewing the, whole the world in a character's eyes. Before. Yeah. So this character is like a millennia old elf, right? So like, the, basically, like when you're that old, or like as you age or something, like time becomes skewed. So like, you you things that like seem like long periods of time are no longer long periods of time basically it's just kind of like a trivial amount of time i mean you can't look for a and flower like, for 6 months like it's one day exactly yeah and they do a good job of compressing that time to her to her viewpoint and like you can still see like subtle things like everything aging around her is, is like aging around her properly like from scene to scene mm-hmm. it's just really good um how far have you gotten it i'm on episode 4 i've done 3 of them Oh man! Oh yeah, I bet. Okay. I, I, so what first caught me was the art. I'm like, wow, this is really nice looking and everything. And I'm not like a, I don't like like gush over art or anything. I'm just like, if it happens to be nice, I say, hey, this looks nice, and I appreciate that. But mm-hmm. for some reason, I saw it was a simulcast on Crunchyroll, and I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. And then I was just watching it, and I'm like, wow, this is this is really really good because it starts off with someone who basically had that cliche, we just saved the world from a dark lord thing. And that's that's the very first moment of the episode, and the next thing you know, all her companions are just dying, and she's attending the funerals of them, and it's just like, and she's completely emotional, so she doesn't give a shit. She's yeah, just like, people die, I've lived forever, yeah. Just, yeah, she's seen that happen so many times, right? Yeah, so, so it just yeah. goes to, like, this this somber, you just seeing the world through her eyes, and, like, normally when someone dies at their event, that, tri- like, important, like, this is like in, in Final Fantasy X, with your Blitzball music, defeating Sin, and then... <laughs> And then just you live forever, not forever, but you live, outlive everyone else around you who did that. And like to you, it doesn't even matter anymore. But to everyone else who was involved, it was like the biggest moment in their life ever. But since you're viewing the story through the perspective of that person, it just, you, you don't feel like it was a huge deal. You just feel like you're living through that one person where it's this like really interesting perspective of just how things are uh, ephemeral. So what I will say is that as you watch this, Eventually, you're going to see the side of her that is just a stone-cold badass. <laughs> she is fucking stone-cold, and it is so good. So yeah, that's that's been pretty awesome. I look forward to that every week. In fact, I haven't watched this week's because I was just busy yesterday, and today I probably watched it after you the podcast, but it's fantastic. I don't want it to end. Um, everyone should watch it, and the show's good for you. So we've been watching Jujutsu Kaitsen. Jujutsu Kaitsen. Uh, so yes, it is shown in Fox, but so... Carrot keeps telling me that basically they had two years to make it, right? Make what? Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh uh, yeah. And two? and they did Chainsaw Man instead. Yeah. And basically oh, now what? they had six months to finish oh. the entire season instead of two years. And I got excited there because I thought you meant they did like season two of Chainsaw Man. No, no, no. But no, they they were supposed they they diverted their resources to do that instead, and now they're trying to scramble. And the art of that show, even though it's a shonen, is just. 
oh, it's 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 ridiculous. But they're having these in, intense fight scenes and stuff like that all this time in. And whenever we're watching it, because they're basically, as we know, she tells me the stories of this. She goes, they're animating up until the very time the show is supposed to air. And they're having it air the moment they're done anim- animating the fucking show. And even yeah. the last episode apparently was like two hours late to even go on air when it was supposed to be aired. So they're, they're, they're like so strapped that they're just constantly crunching and pushing the show out. And we're watching That's these fight scenes. We're watching these shonen fight scenes, and they are some of the most ridiculous art-intensive fight scenes ever. And while I'm watching it, and we're like, you're getting into the fight scene, just either one of us, Carrot or myself, will go, you want me to animate what? <laughs> and like these ridiculous things start happening, and she'll go, what? Animate what? And she'll just start making these ridiculous, like, like flabbergasted voices. While we're watching this ridiculous like fight scene, ceilings crumbling and they're yeah. all like buildings. Buildings are being eviscerated in half with like the force of a fiery sun destroying an entire town, and just like these weird things of of like subway trains with like like. Oh, I could be rebuilt. Don't worry. Oh uh, yeah, just just like all these things are happening with like this intense, like like the most intense action scenes ever. This is doing an hour. <laughs> it's like what this is doing an hour. <laughs> you want me to animate what? And we just make jokes while watching it, so it's amazing. I love Jujutsu Kaisen for the. Like, the, the quality of what I'm watching, it's incredible, but just the fact that I know that they're having some of the most difficult times ever just finishing this show on time, and they're so far behind. It's just when we watch it, and there's, like, these ridiculous things happen, we just go, what? Well, at least they're releasing it late instead of, like, pushing it off to the next week, and, you know, at least they're not cutting corners. So that's usually... Well, the, some the of them have been bad animations, where it's just, like, you can see they're really just dying to get it out. But other yeah, times, it still looks incredibly beautiful, and it's just like, wow. Anyway, uh, besides that, uh, Doctor Stone, I've been catching up on. I it's been simulcasting, and I, I've just finally caught up to where that's at, and that's been excellent. I think. Man, I forget. I think there was some sort of like tournament when I watched it last. Tournament. <laughs> it was a long ass time ago. Tournament. It was like okay, so there was like this weird tournament, and then like the guy like killed Doctor Stone, but he didn't kill Doctor Stone. Like it was weird. <laughs> Something about him like breaking his neck, but not breaking his neck. Like it was some shit like that. But, like, I think it was, like, the first season that I saw. And uh, Rising of the Shield Hero Season 3. I can't do it. Uh, so, Carrot goes bleh. And, and so, you're saying can't you do can't it. do it. Carrot's saying bleh whenever I mention it. And I think it's good. Thing, so, I, maybe I'm here, just bad. Here's the thing, man. Like, the first season was the only season that really mattered for, like, what they were trying to do. Because... I remember like, we spoke highly like, of it. He when was, we like, this well-written... Yeah, he was this well-written anti-hero. Like, I, I did speak highly of it because Season 1 is great. And then I watched season two and I wanted to never watch it again. And then like I watched like the first episode of season three and like they were just basically worshiping this dude. And I, and I was like, I can't do it. And I shut it off like partway through the episode. Uh, I mean, I they don't. Episode. I mean, I guess they maybe worship him, but it's it's still yeah, it's really weird, man. It has a weird energy to it. So I'm like, that's oh, not for me. I don't know. I I still enjoy it. So I, it's, I, gone, it's gone so far downhill. It is not as good as season one. Yes. but. I still enjoy the well. Now they've kind of transferred that anti-hero-ness into season three now, so the other heroes now are no longer really heroes of worship. They've fallen from grace, so they've transferred the the cursed rage and everything, and the and the feelings of just being defeated and wanting to just the the anger that that Naofumi felt in the first season that made him the anti-hero. They've transferred that to like the sword hero and everything. So now he is full of uh, rage and defeat because his entire party was killed and everything. You know, so. They've, they've, oh, well, yeah, his party thing. being killed is not part of whatsoever. They just kind of tell you what happened. 
So you don't watch it whatsoever, really. They just say, hey, it happened. And now and now he's in this state because it happened. It's just there's there's no spoiler. They just tell you what happened. And and now Dude, he's I feel like that's something that they should be showing you, though, right? That's well, the kind yes, of they, they, they like, kind of just, just make it. They, they tell you what happened and they just kind of like like allude back and flash back at moments to it. And they don't ever like, I feel like that's a defining character. It, moment. it never. Pl- yeah, it's so a defining cool. character moment, but it never played out in front of you because you were busy watching him during that time. It's okay to take some time to do that. Though. It is okay to take time to do that, but still, know, I'm man. saying they've transferred some of that to other people, and they've. Look, it's it's, it's not as good as season one. Yes, okay, fine, fine. I, I give a lot of stuff a pass. I I tried watching season three. I got through half of an episode of season three, and I just I just couldn't do it, man. It was it was, it was really cringy. <laughs> Yeah, the the there are some cringy things in it, and I, maybe I don't, it tones it back, right? Maybe I, it I don't like I don't like the spear really. hero being really cringy over Philochon. I don't I don't like. Well, that. I mean, she's ten oh years no. old. I don't, I don't I'm not digging. Oh that. no! Yeah, yeah, he's in oh. love. He's still he's still in love with with the chicken. Oh no! With the little right. with the little chick. Yeah, she's like ten years old, and that's I'm not. Yeah, I'm, not to mention the grooming issues, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if I. You, if, I don't know. <laughs> You know, this is just anime fucks. The rest of the part is like, oh, stop it. It's like, isn't that a problem? Don't you want to, like, <laughs> address it? Don't you want to, like, beat him over the head? I mean... And because of how dark the tones were in, in, in season one, like, yes. I'm watching it for that kind of dysfunctionality. That's but what after I like, they've yeah. resolved, like, that part of it, and now all of a sudden he's a hero that's grooming people, like, <laughs> I, I just can't do it, man. Well, he, the, 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 like, the, the shield hero, Nafumi, is not grooming anyone. It's the spear hero <laughs> wants Philo Chan. Are, are you sure? Do you want to put that under a magnifying glass? Yeah, I think I think that one holds up, but anyway. At any rate, yes, Varian like was it. very good. Dude, I, I was I was excited for Shield Hero 3, and then I started watching it thinking, you know, I'm gonna give it one last chance, and I just couldn't. So that's just what it is. Uh my my wife says, can Fox shit on Ashoka? Shoka? He doesn't know what it is. TV show? Oh, 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 the Star... No, yeah. he, we're talking about anime. Get the fuck out of here. Ashoka. Yeah, the, the, oh, the, the Disney Star Wars thing. No, ter- no. We're going through things that are terrible. Shield Hero is terrible. Ashoka is also terrible. I oh, yeah, like, also enjoy Ashoka. Any, anything Disney touches is basically terrible. Yeah, I don't know why. It, it, like, immediately loses its soul. Yeah, this is true. I don't know. I just enjoy Ashoka's acting. I mean, her um, personal. Everyone else there is kind of lame, but but her acting, I like. I don't know. I'm just why it, it's kind of like a better version of previous Star Wars. Like it's like if the prequels you know, were terrible and other stuff was terrible. This is like, oh look, we finally have a Jedi who's like kind of okay. Actually, I'm wrong kinda. about that. Like the Rogue Squadron movie was good. Yeah, the Rogue, Rogue Squadron Rogue movie was, was good. Really good. So yeah, it, but other than that, yeah, it's just. I'm good on that. Like, show. the Han Solo movie was not great. So, like, whenever there's something that's, no. like, passable for Star Wars, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. I can do this. Mandalorian's really good. So, like, you have this conflicting conflicting environment of, like, really good, bad, and, like, eh, I can do it. I can't bring myself to watch more like Obi-Wan was okay. Season one. I don't know. Yeah. Any rate. I wish I had more time to watch this stuff. Like, honestly, I would probably watch more anime than I do, but, like, I only have time for, like, the one from, show. From our time. conversation, it makes it sound like we have tons of time to watch this, and I gotta say, I've been missing most of this stuff for most of the time it's been out, and I'm just catching up now on it. You would think, but, like, I do, I do like, classwork all day, and then I have, like, an hour before bed, so I'll watch one show followed by another show followed by me going to sleep. Yeah, I'll watch one in the morning with breakfast. And, like, That's how I'm talking about how I know about all these episodes, because I watch one per and- day per <laughs> every day. Five yeah, days. I, and if, and if I can fit in like if I can fit that in over multiple days, 
then that means I have like five days. So I have a total of like 10 different shows that I can watch. So like technically I can watch a lot, but I've been staying up pretty late to like do some certain assignments. So like, I don't, I only prioritize ones like free run because it's too good. And uh, Goblin Slayer 2 is really good this season. I saw that that's um, streaming. I just never got into Goblin Slayer. But I mean, we've mentioned the rape of by goblins on here before, so. <laughs> right. It's kind of hard yeah. when that's the first episode. Yeah. I mean, forget forget the grooming. Pretty... The full-on goblin rape is. Yeah. It's pretty dark, man. Yeah. And I, I do dark. I, I we, we all know that we both enjoy the dark parts of uh, these shows, so. Well, it's 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 more so that it provides stakes. So, like, if the show like has stakes, then it's usually good to go. But I know, like, when it comes to shonen shows, right? Like, I know a lot of the time, like, the protagonist is just going to win. So, yeah, that I, is, I guess, a problem. Yeah, like Goku's going to come back stronger than <laughs> Goku. Like that, that's just that's 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 the, that's the plot of all of them, man. So I, I just don't really bother that. So Carrot had a birthday recently. Oh, yep. Is she old now she's as old as she was a week ago, I guess, theoretically. Oh, okay. I mean, it, her birthday was more than that ago, I guess, but we've been off for three weeks. So it's It's been... It's still my birthday month. Yeah, your fucking oh, birthday true, month. Yeah, yeah. What is this I really, birthday month shit, man? This yeah, yeah that's, that's why I told her. I don't give a shit about this fucking birthday this month garbage. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you've heard it, because it's stupid. Anything that's stupid, everyone's heard. Yeah. In fact, I had, I had an ex-girlfriend once try to give me a birthday month, and I was like, no, it's dumb. Like, I, I'll, it'll go both ways. Like, I just don't get that You know what my response to a birthday month would be? It'd be like, honey, I can only get blown so many times. <laughs> no, I can probably get blown. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably fine. That's, that's probably okay. Uh, <laughs> birthday fucking month. I will say uh, that Thanksgiving's been good because she's been making me the, uh, we get the prosciutto out with the toasted English muffin and the, uh, the undercooked runny egg with the green onion and shit, and we have this delicious... She's been making those the last couple of days, so that's been... She's been treating me well, because usually I cook every time. So it's nice that my, my baby... Because I don't make that. She makes that. That's the one thing she Sorry, makes. She can undercook the egg instead of you. Yes, she can undercook the egg. <laughs> but that's the one thing she makes, and it's fucking delicious. So I, I've been... Right, that's my birthday weekend for Thanksgiving weekend, because we've had off. She took off the, for the whole week. I, I did not, but, uh, you know, that's... <laughs> it's been nice to actually have nice breakfasts for one. But she had a birthday, and what's important is we go to this one place. Oh, God. I thought I almost forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, not that one place. We go to this one place for sushi. Every year so far. Like, the last year we did it. I don't know if we did it the year before. Maybe not. Maybe it was a different place. So last year we went, and there was these fucking annoying-ass loud people absolutely fucking ruining the, the time. Just I thought we were, we were going fucking insane. I, I just I got up and I said, can we just move over here? Like... Like that when you're asking to do something, but you're actively doing it because you're not going to fucking stay if you're told no. And, you know, that was that kind of thing. This year, this year was even worse. We're like, oh. it's okay. Last year was bad, honey, but it's okay. What are the odds that on the same day, a year later, we'll also have a terrible time? Not great, right? You would think like, oh, it's a one-off event. No. Wrong. Wrong. We go to the same place. I believe if you can put your mind to it, you'll have a terrible time. If you can put your mind to it, you can have a terrible time anyway. So we, we go to this place to get some sushi because we love sushi and we almost never go out to eat. So it's a treat. It's her birthday. You know, okay. as things are supposed to be special. That's how that works. It's not like you go out to eat every fucking night and whoop do you fucking do You go out again. Uh, no, we go out and we show up in this place and it's, it's mostly empty. We're like, oh, good. 
the margin of error of how we have a, like a, a bad time has been reduced significantly. The odds are in our favor now. There's only like four tables full because it's a random fucking night and during the week where people just don't come out. It's on the weekend or something. And that's good. We sit down. We're like, oh, great. What sushi do you want? Lo and behold, you got some people. Party of three, which isn't many people. Definitely not like that last time where there was like 12 people all being loud, yelling, ruining it. Party of three. They're in about their 60s. So we're like, ah, they're not that young. They won't be too sprightly. They won't be too lively. It'll be pretty fine. Nope. These fucking 60-year-old people are drunk as fuck. And what do old, white, drunk people do in a sushi restaurant? Start being racist. As you do. That's unfortunate. So I am the table directly next to these people. It's a small place. If I reach over and touch, I could probably grab their table. They are not no, I was far. Wondering when our when our racist segment kind of the racism like, always comes back, Fox. Well, Believe me. So after about the fourth time, I heard the phrase "my Chinese girlfriend" to the guy well, using his, his girlfriend actually Chinese. No, he was referring to his phone using Google Translate for Chinese. Because you're in a sushi restaurant, which is Japanese, so naturally you should just put fucking Chinese on your phone. Wait, so, the cartoons I watch aren't Chinese? <laughs> only link click. Oh, okay. so, so, uh, so he, this guy is drunk as fuck, and he keeps, he's just loud, annoying, ear-piercing, fucking annoying. He's like, he's like, call the waitress back. I want her to hear my Chinese girlfriend. C- call her back. And he just has like, how do you say, he goes to Google, how do you say thank you in Chinese? And she's like, and he goes, shisha. And he goes, sheer sheer. <laughs> I'm like, it said shisha. It didn't say fucking sheer sheer. But I'm just, at this point, when I go to a place, Fox, I have the curse of hearing what goes on. Like some people just drown it all out. I'm very aware of all the noises around me. Kind of like a fucking, I don't know, um. Uh, like a, an emu or a lemur, you know, one of those creatures, a, a prairie dog, if you will. I, I'm kind of like a, a metaphorical dog. human prairie dog. A meerkat. A <laughs> uh, and so I hear this going on. So like, I'm like, oh boy, what the fuck is going on? And this is going on. And, and immediately, I think in about 30 seconds, my patience was exhausted. And usually it doesn't take that fast. I, I have more time in me. And at this point, I've now just reach my arms back and I'm leaning back in that annoying posture. Like my arms are leaning back and, and I'm kind of like leaning back and then my head just kind of glances over and I start staring and I look back up more and I just start intently fucking staring at these people, hoping they see me staring at them. So they fucking knock it off. And it's just bad. It's really bad. It was, it was just annoying. It was just racist. It was, it was just obnoxious and just fucking stupid. And I start making comments. They go, call the witch back over. And I just start yelling over the table. I go, no, how about you just leave them alone? How about we're done with this? And they ignore me. And that's never, it's not going to be a good thing when, you, when your wife's trying As to have a nice do. birthday. As you do. When your wife's trying to have a birthday and you just want to be quiet. And you just want to have some food, some, some fucking fish with rice and, and, and some soy sauce. Just a nice quiet time. With no reason. With no racism and fucking obnoxious my Chinese girlfriend. And when the guy's telling the waitress that... The phone stopped working because it's jealous that they're talking to the waitress now, saying my Chinese girlfriend's now jealous that I'm speaking to you. You know, 
We've crossed so many thresholds at this point that I am fucking seething with rage at this point. I am. I am just. He doesn't have a Chinese girlfriend. He does not have a Chinese girlfriend. This this fucking guy. So it gets better because the waitresses stop wanting to come over at this point, as you do when someone's being annoying and fucking drunk uh, with whatever handle of clear, uh, high proof alcohol that they were pouring with seltzer into their glasses because seltzer makes it better. Just fucking drink. drink, Yeah, yeah. Seltzer poured into my gin will make it better. It was probably gin and tonic. It was just all gin, no tonic. So what's even better is this party of three. It's like a 60-something-year-old wife and this annoying guy who could have been her brother or husband and this quiet guy who's there in a typical old person jacket, like the windbreaker. And he just kind of looks like he doesn't want to be. But he's quiet and he doesn't want to be there. He's so embarrassed, he leaves the restaurant and goes outside. And, uh, you know, he just, he's so tired of listening to this drunk guy talk about his Chinese girlfriend. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. He just leaves. I thought he just went home or something. I found out later he was just outside just waiting because he was so sick of listening to it. So eventually the guy gets a phone call. He gets a phone call and puts it on speakerphone. And not only does he do that, which is, which is just, that's the line for me. Once that happens, that's it. He starts yelling about Joe Biden. <laughs> Next to me in the restaurant on speakerphone. I just can't. I can't. So he's yelling about, this guy's got dementia. And he can't even, and you can't even fucking say dementia correctly. And he's just yelling about Joe Biden. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening on my wife's birthday? So the person goes, so how are you on the speakerphone? And I yell over their table. Well, he's on a restaurant on speakerphone, so there's that. And I yell into the phone to say that, and they are not happy I've now talked into their phone conversation, because how dare I be rude? So they, they soon after, we've finished our food, they are now leaving. And they leave, and the woman, this fucking bat with the blood, you know, who should be all gray and ugly, because she's very ugly already, but, you know, there's some Botox and some blonde hair dye in there, and she's trying to hold it together like it's not all gone, but trust me, it's long since left the station. And she looks back through the window at me, and gives me the finger, Fox. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And I snapped. I lost it. That was it. You should have like, you should have just stood up and just started applauding at her. No, just no, like, no. Clap. Just, just clap it out. It happened so fast, I didn't even realize it happened. I, I just basically, like, like, the table, like, got fucking thrown, like, like, shoved out of the way. I stood up, and I yelled, that bitch just gave me the finger. And I ripped that fucking door open. I jumped on all the steps. I ripped the next door open with the fucking bell going, click, clink, click, clink, like it's going to fucking fall off the door. Because, of course, every, every Japanese sushi restaurant with Chinese uh, owners has to have a bell in the, in, the, in the vestibule. And I just fucking rip it open, and I just I start screaming at this lady. <laughs> and, and Carrot doesn't know what to do, because in the, in the course of literally five seconds of me you. screaming, in the restaurant, this bitch just gave me the finger and ripping the fucking door open and just jumping down the stairs. Not walking down the stairs. I jumped down every fucking step and ripped the door open and started, I just started screaming at this bitch. And, and, and she doesn't know what to do. I feel like I've, I've forgotten at this point it's my wife's birthday. I am so enraged. I've forgotten. I mean, you clearly have. I, <laughs> you do this on the day of my wife's birthday? You, you come to like, me on the day of my wife's birthday. I feel like there was a classy way to handle this. I'm like, you didn't choose that road. Oh, oh, I was so dumb by that point. And I said, I go to Judas. I would have just, I would have just leaned back in my chair with a smirk and just gave her a little applause. No, no. She was out of the restaurant. She looked through the, the windows, through the vestibule, through the outside window to give me the finger. And that's when I ripped the fucking door open. And I said, did you just fucking give me the finger? 
And she she is now, for some reason, she's gotten her demeanor has changed intensely and she's now afraid because I am I am just so beyond mm-hmm. it. I could just start just taking her face into the next parking meter. I've had it. And and yeah. you know, they when someone's enraged at that point, just don't even mess with them. And are you so, sure like your lawyer shouldn't be telling the rest of the story or no, no. So uh she decides to just deny it ever happened. And I decide to get very uh, much of an attitude. I go, oh, so as long as we're being honest here, uh, you know, that's not what happened. And then, uh, so Carrot's standing there, doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know if she should walk at the door to me or whatnot. And she, then I feel bad. I look back and I'm like, oh, oh, my wife's here. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I probably I shouldn't be it, causing like, a scene. It is like your wife's birthday. You it know? is her birthday. Yeah. And, well, she was upset. She I goes, like this wasn't handled well. Well, no, it wasn't. But she, she was very upset at that point, which made me upset. She goes, why is my birthday always have to be ruined? And when you hear that from your wife, why is my birthday yeah. always have to be ruined? You know, at that I, point, I, 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 at that point, everything's already over at that point. It's already all ruined. So yeah. just go to jail. So just let's go to jail. You know, things yeah, happen. Well, I mean, Sometimes jail been, happens. <laughs> that would have been the cake dog. So That's I, where I thought the story was going. So I find out the guy who was embarrassed by the other guy is waiting outside, and the guy who is drunk is now actually very quiet for a change. And what's great is we're going the same direction as these people. So now Carrot's holding onto my arm, like, you know, just like he would through Central Park or something, uh, like a Christmas at the sleigh ride or some bullshit. I'm trying to set the, 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 the picture here. She's just holding my arm when we walked in the street right behind these people, because we have to go the same direction now. And I can't they looked over their shoulders so many times they didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, but that was my wife's birthday. Yeah, that was that was that was a bad time. I I wanted to destroy these people. I this wanted. Time get to go. I asked her. I go. Do you just want to have it at home? Then we could just do it at home. She's like, I never get to go out on my birthday. Let's go out. You know, let's just have like, a good time. I feel like this could have been handled with a measure of class. <laughs> a measure of class. What am I gonna do? Fucking pick the guy's phone up and throw it in the ground and say, "Shut the fuck up about Joe Biden and get the fuck out." I mean, it was, it was so beyond at that point. This person was just just had no regard for anyone around him. Everyone everyone was unhappy. Every other table was looking at this guy. They were all unhappy, and no one was going to do anything about it. It didn't seem to change anything that took place. At you least... You ruined your wife's birthday. Her, her birthday was ruined whether I did it or not. I, I, In my mind, at least they were as uncomfortable now as everyone else in that restaurant was, and they got to experience being uncomfortable instead of everyone else around them. Sounds like they left and you guys were still in the restaurant. <laughs> so after they left, I mean, there's time to turn that around. Well, so we're, we're done with our food at that point. So if we're now done with our food and we're, we're paying the check to leave, because we we had gotten the check back and I already paid at that point when they gave the finger. So we were done. I could walk at any point. <laughs> no. No. So anyway, that was that was not a good time. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it, man. I was incensed. How fucking dare you? Any rate, that's how I've been, Fox. That's good, man. Yeah. Thanksgiving was good. How about yours? Oh, uh, yeah, it was great. I had a fantastic meal. It's pretty low-key. Um, Pretty much a traditional our turkey dinner. Some pie afterwards. Like not a lot. Uh, not a lot to really mention because it's just like normal. Did you go for the green bean casserole or no? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> did you do the French's on top or did you actually like fry your onions or something? No, no, it's it's fine. You got to do those French's. It's unfortunate some things have become so corporate, but you just got to put the French's on top of that green bean casserole. Sure. And the next day, I didn't have any French's on top because they, they just reheat. <laughs> they don't reheat well, so no. Yeah, like you, you don't add that directly to the dish. You just simply garnish if you wanted. I have to clean my oven because it got very smoky. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, ah, fuck, this is my fault. 
But it was very, it was, it was very, we had a very good Thanksgiving. It was absolutely delicious. It was, it was wonderful. But it was very smoky. I had to, I had to bust the fan out and open the window. Yeah, it was a nice low key sort of thing. Like I, it was great because I got to get away from it all. I didn't have to think about a bunch of shit. I just ate some food and talked to people, and it was fun. Oh, um, yeah, my brother comes over uh, the day after thanksgiving and lets me know that i'm going to be an uncle so that was really cool too hey did he find out on thanksgiving or did he find out like you know like a long time ago i didn't tell you uh he had found out before then and i think like a week before and he told my parents um but he wanted to tell me in person so everyone had to keep it a secret so well that's kind of that's, kinda, really that's cool. kind of awkward yeah i just hope i can it's not that important it, that you have to you know. i mean maybe to him it is but it's really not literally that important that you have to keep it a secret and be like hey don't tell fox about the baby or the I'm fetus, so sorry. I mean, because I was going to say, if, if he, like, uh, had some Thanksgiving shenanigans and showed up the next day, and he's like, well, you might be an uncle now, and it'd be, like, that'd be kind of awkward, so I wasn't sure how that kind of manifests. Yeah, he, said, he said, like, as of May 9th, I would be. May 9th, wow. Yeah. Of course, it's uh, subject to change. <laughs> subject to change? That's great. Yeah. Could be May, May, whatever. It could be never. <laughs> subject to change. Yeah, who knows? Always subject to change, man. Could be. Uh, yeah, could no, be April twenty eighth. I was, I was pretty stoked. So, it's a good time. <laughs> well, that's good. Congratulations on being related to more things in the world. That's how you're supposed to say that, right? Older over family, so it actually does work out for me. It was great. I, I absolutely love that news. That's good. Are you the kind of guy that sends out like cards to people on their stuff, and you guys send one no, card? No, I'll just show. I'll just show up and like be cool in person. There you I'll, go. I, I would help him out if I had the chance. You'll be the cool uncle. It's just, I mean, my brother's not want for anything. So, like between the both of them, they make a ridiculous sum of money, so they have everything they could ever need. But uh, you know, it's just, it's just cool that you know he wanted to make sure they told me in person about it and stuff. Like it, it means a lot because he's a pretty impersonal guy. Well, that's good. I guess that that does mean something though. So, I mean, when you're showing up as the cool uncle and he's a little kid, he's going to go, Uncle Fox, what's up with that cane? And you're going to say, let me tell you, Junior, pimping ain't easy. Oh, man, I'm going to tell him that there's, uh, you know, a certain thing you should never grow up to be, and that's probably me. (laughs) Let me, let me, let me be. Let me tell you, Sasha, or whatever puppy white name you're going to have. Don't be a cripple. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's not good for you. Did they pick a name or is it going to be, you know, like, like Jeremy? Oh, yeah. They haven't yet. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Otherwise, I'm not uh, involved in that process. Yeah, I, I imagine you wouldn't be picking names. Be like, you know, this is this is Sasha, Cole, whatever fucking nuanced name people pick now for their kids. That's terrible. Yeah. But otherwise, um, on Cat's Eye, Carrot has finally joined, and I got to play with her for the first time. That was fun. Does she immediately regret that? Uh, honey, did you immediately regret playing with me? On the game, I mean. What? Did you immediately regret playing on Cat's Eye with me? Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> there you go. From the horse's mouth. There you go. But that's been nice. Um, there was a big server merge with the, another server, and we merged an entire database into our database, which was a month's, month and a half long, intense project that was very demanding and, and interesting, and got to be a part of that, as well as designing the mode for that, and that was... That was something. That was, yeah, I, that's, it was cool. I mean, it was cool in the sense of like, yeah, you want to build this log cabin? 
and be like, yeah, that's awesome, but it's only cool because you're part of it. Otherwise, on the outside, I'm sure it's like, whatever, he did something. But it was just to be in a room of so many different people who were far more talented than myself and to be at that table was, uh, I, I was very, very pleased and, and I don't want to say honored, but honored. But that was, that was cool to make an entire mode of another server merging and taking all their characters, all their data and trying to make a place for them in an existing server that was very different from their own. Not right. But I got to write a whole storyline, Fox. I spent a weekend writing a storyline for those players so they get their own custom storyline. And I got to... It was, it was cool. It was very cool. There's a Perogo King. There's all this cool stuff. There's dialogue. I had to watch videos of Kate Sith and actually change dialogue so it looks retail accurate of how Kate Sith talks. Which, uh, for a couple days, just to be a, a, a joker, I was talking like Kate Sith to those guys, and they said basically, stop fucking talking like Kate Sith when you type out stuff to us. Kate Sith has a lot of ellipses and a lot of short sentences and rhymes and alliteration. And sometimes the occasional neon. That's unfortunate. Had to put myself in the Kate Sith character to write like Kate Sith for a second. Yes, it was unfortunate. It was stupid, and I enjoyed being stupid. But yeah, otherwise, that's, that's about it. I'm sure there's a million other things, but that's that. I, have, I don't know. I don't think there's been a lot going on. Well, in, in retail world, no. But, I mean, Cat's Eye itself has finally passed 600 players on at once uh, without all the multi-boxing and everything. And when I joined, it was like 80 to 150, maybe 200 players. And that was less than a year ago. So to watch it expand and grow that much has been cool while designing armor and gear and systems and trying to rectify the certain problems that existed back in the day. Like, Nobody wants to XP this way. We have to change how people XP because it's not really good. And having to try and design something unique to make the partying experience a more functional, desirable experience. I don't know. That's, you know, it's Final Fantasy stuff, but it's just different stuff. This is a paid advertisement brought to you by cats. Well, no, I, I, I you know, how you've been, you, you, have a, you have a nephew that's coming in the world. How have I been? I, I worked on a server merge with a different server making custom Final Fantasy private server content. I don't know. It's, it's just, I'm not advertising. I'm just trying to say it was interesting to tackle. Like, when we read these interviews and stuff, and they talk about how the backline has this or that of creating gear, I'm like, as the guy who makes the gear for the server, generally, uh, like, I'm like, I read that, and I'm like, yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah, right, man. Anyway. <laughs> I've, it's been nice to talk to you again, Fox. It's been a while, and thank yeah, you. Yeah, I just, I just haven't had the time, man. Oh. I appreciate that you had some time because I know in the next two weeks you're going to be, we're not going to be here for two weeks of this because you're going to be uh, balls deep, as they say, in whatever project you're working on between your yeah, midterms. Uh, and um, maybe after finals week, but I know that leading up to and through finals week, probably not. So this was a pretty good weekend to do it. That's why I wanted to make sure I was here. Yeah. Even though I'm visiting family right now. I, I thank you for making that time. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. Okay. Well, Say it, say it, Fox. Yeah. Uh, later, guys.